Coco, you've inspired me. Coco? Where's Coco? Hey guys. You see my lucky Coco, no! Don't stop. It's so beautiful. So smooth. I heard the same song in my childhood dreams. Played by a man named Christopher Cross. You must take that name and sing to the world. I have to die now. Mike. Welcome, Yacht Rockers, to Geek Salad episode 93, The Dentist Office's Greatest Hits. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And we got a couple of special guests today. Um, and when we say special, well, for one of them, we mean special. Special. They're special. All right. They're special. Well, our, our real special guest is uh, Jim's wife, Rebecca. Hello. And um, our little yellow bus special <laughs> guest is uh, B-Mix. Hey. Welcome to the Thank first... You. Show in earnest. You kind of showed up uh, on part two of our Star Wars show. Yeah, I did. So I did. welcome. Welcome, everybody. So today we are going to be talking all about the music of 1980. And there's a actually, there's a ton of stuff we have to talk about. Um, Jim, do you just want to throw out your theory about 1980 real quick? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I feel that 1979 and 1980 was just one very long 24-month year. <laughs> everything because blends everything together. Everything blends. In, because, you know, because when... When, when I, for me, I know it, and I'm probably wrong, but when when I think about the 80s, I think about the advent of MTV and up. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't, th- because when you look at the top, you know, the, like the, the, you know, Casey Kasem's top 20 or top 50 and all that, you have a lot of country mixed in. You oh, yeah. Crystal Gale and Pablo Cruz and Kenny Rogers, Kenny Kenny Rogers. Rogers and stuff like oh, that. Oh, man. That. Well. She's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's amazing not, to me. Enough said. All right. So, um... Before we get started, let's get on to Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, hello Geek Salad crew. Hope everyone had a great holiday season. I wish a happy new year to everybody. Before I start, I just want to know the people who watched the Doctor Who Christmas special and what they thought of Peter Capaldi's first moments of the 12th Doctor. Mike is raising his hand. I liked it. So, excellent. It was a little confusing to me. Spoiler warning. He doesn't like the color of his new kidneys. Oh, come on. Now I can't watch it. Crap. Yep, okay. I don't watch it anyway. That's true. Anyway, to the topic at hand, the music of 1980. As usual, the first year of a new decade in music transition is the name of the game. We have the waning disco era hits, Yacht Rock. It was at its peak. Punk and New Wave were getting stronger. And album-oriented rock was also huge. I am going to do something a little different here. Using a site called random.org, I'm going to choose 10 random, but essentially my, not essentially my favorite, songs of the year-end Billboard Hot 100 of 1980, 
and briefly comment about them. So here goes nothing. Sounds like Shadow Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got Stomp, the Brothers Johnson, which peaked at number 47. It was actually listed as number 47 on the Billboard Hot 100. This is a disco hit I found from Wikipedia. It was used in an episode of the BBC sci-fi comedy Red Dwarf. So I guess that had it going for it. There we go. Um, You know what? I'm just hearing crickets right now. I've seen every single episode of Red Dwarf, but I don't remember this song. No, that I'm not surprised by, but... So uh, then we've got How Do I Make You, Linda Ronstadt, which was number 68 on this list. Never heard of it. The video looks like something that would have been played in MTV in their first year. I had that 45. Oh, Jesus. Did you? (laughs) You put your head on my pillow when you're fast asleep. (laughs) What's funny was this song was covered by Alvin and the Chipmunks for their album Chipmunk Punk. Give Me the Night, George Benson, number 91. Pretty cool R&B song, which was produced by Quincy Jones. Give Me the Night. You can't go wrong if it's Quincy Jones. Yes, you can. Sure you can. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard any of his solo work? Yeah. Oh, it's friggin' awful. Just remember, he did write the. I hate the Foo Fighters. Hey, but Quincy Jones soul stuff is awesome. I did not say I hate the. Food. I you know the only thing That's I'll give the man credit for is that he fathered Rashida Jones, and she is rather funny. Next up on Chris's list, um, Breakdown Dead Ahead by Boz Skaggs, number ninety-seven. Um. We throw that, just throw that away. Yeah, this video, this song is horrible. The Rift Tracks, the Rift Tracks crew would rip a hole into this video. Um, I remember back in the day when my parents were both members of uh, Columbia House Record and Tape Club, and uh, my dad was really big into Boz Skaggs. In fact, so much so that my dad had a couple of really cool tapes that we would listen to when it was his weekend, and he'd take Jim and I to fun and games. And it was like we got to listen to Four or Four, Journey's Escape, The Police Is Zenyatta Mandata. Or Boss Gags. We didn't choose anything. Dad was driving. Dad was the DJ. Yeah, Sweet Lou got Boss Gags. All right. uh, Next on Chris's list is Coward of the Country by Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers was huge in the early 80s. I have that on vinyl. This was one of his story songs. Love the fan-made video that used computer animation from The Sims. This is pre-roasters, Kenny Rogers. Yes, this is, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Uh, next up is Cool Change, The Little River Band, uh, our first Yacht Rock song, a staple of soft rock stations throughout the 80s and 90s. I'm sure I heard it at Victory a lot when I worked there. I have oh. no memory of this song, only because, like, Solid Gold played the, hit, the, the shit out of uh, Night Owls yeah. from The Little River Band, or is they, you know, is there, is there fans in the know that call them LRB? <laughs> um, hey, you, you know what? While you're doing that, I'm going to look up the name of the Little River Band fan club. And all right, let's right. see. Okay, um, go we've got An American going. Dream by the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, which also sounds like a made-up band name. I call this song the Coconut Grove song, another Yacht Rock song. I think at the time they were just called the Dirt Band for some reason. Maybe Nitty and Gritty left the band and all they had was dirt. Who knows? Weren't they the guys that backed up Lyle Lovett in, the, uh, in like the 90s? No, that was uh, Lyle Lovett and his huge band. Ah. All right. And then um, Heartbreaker, Pat Benatar, which was number 83 on this list. Nice yes. song to end yeah, off on. That's quality. That's quality. Yeah. That's quality. Great rock song. Love Pat Benatar. It's a shame she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at this time. Wait, wait. Pat Benatar and? No, oh, that's right. Neil Spider Geraldo. Oh, my God. If ever there was any human being on God's earth. Who should be happy of the meal ticket that he has got in Patricia <laughs> Benatar? He does call her Patricia. He does call her Patricia. Oh, my God. But it definitely sounds like 
He's like she's hired two guys to watch him all the time. So when he's just doing an interview, if he calls her Pat instead of Patricia, they beat him with reeds. Nice. Well, I just we've when he go when they go on tour now. It's not Pat Benatar. It's now hmm. Pat Benatar. Neil Gerardo. Neil Spider Gerardo. Jim. Spider Gerardo. What a, Geraldo. Whatever yeah. his name is. I mean, it's. But you know what I didn't know? He actually wrote Jesse's Girl. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. played the guitar music. Yeah. He played the guitar like for it, too. Now, there are two songs on Chris's list here. Thank you, by the way, Chris. Um, by the way, the uh, fan club for the Little River Band is called Only the Lonely. Really? Wow. So which is worse? Which is worse? The Little River Band? Well, the sun, suddenly the last summer would have words about that, Rebecca. They're only the lonely because they've got little yellow rivers running down their pants. Oh, no, it's no. only the lonely because a little river band plays at uh, fishing games and puppet <laughs> shows now. By themselves. <laughs> Right. Well, thank you, Chris. Now, there are a couple of songs that you did put on your list that we're going to cover. Um, we'll actually do those now, seeing as how they are here. Um, the first one is uh, Funky Town by <laughs> Lips, Inc., Funky Town uh, was peaked at number one for four weeks in 1980. Good song. You know what? Part of the thing is, is that you know that there's that thing from Meet the Parents where um, De Niro just keeps like chiding Greg, and he's just like, "I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take you down to Chinatown." I do the same thing, but I I, I take out Chinatown and put it in Funky Town. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I know. That's pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, I, you know, sadly, every time I think of this song, though, I only think of that awful pseudo echo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a thousand times faster. 1980. Talk about it. Talk about it. Here's the thing. We're going to Funky Town, and we are white crackers. <laughs> exactly. They're going to beat the shit out of us in Funky Town. 1985 synth. <laughs> What's kind of sad is it's suffered a... Um, Rebirth, or a resurgence after uh, Shrek 2. Was Did it, it Shrek 1 or Shrek 2? It, uh, it had a little bit It's had a few resurgences. I mean, it, it is, it's probably, it's one of the most catchy songs you'll ever hear. Yeah. No, because it was like, it was like redone by some group for Shrek. Oh, um, oh I'm sure it was. Oh, 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 I can find that out. Smash yeah, no, yeah, it, might have been, it may as well have been Smash Mouth. Yeah. It was not Shit Mouth, no. Yeah. Hey, now let me ask you a question, though, B-Mix. Have you ever seen Guy Fieri and the lead singer from Smash Mouth in the same, uh, in the same room at the same time? I think not. All right, and the other song on Chris's list is Cars by Gary Newman, which peaked at number nine. I love that song. All right. This is a great song. However, I remember when they did one of the I Love the 80s, and they covered that they were talking about this song, and this comedian was talking about how 
you know, it's got this great riff, this, it's like, yeah, this is rock and new wave all together. And then all of a sudden, it goes into, like, this really weird Catskills kind of, like, Tarantella of, you were right. Now, I had in the in the mid to late nineties. So. Mm-hmm. Fear Factory. Yeah, it was nineteen ninety nine because it was like I remember that and new they, they someone cut orgy covered New Order's Blue Monday yeah. and, and oh yeah you couldn't have gotten two more diametrically opposed forces. You got Gary Newman. Yeah. And the I don't know if anybody well I don't nobody in this room has seen Fear Factory other than me I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. These are just. Huge guys, tats all over the place, mm-hmm. just kind of yeah, disgusting, fierce metal guys, and I don't know how they how they I don't, I don't it know up. how they put them together. I don't um, know how they actually, I can give you uh, two words of how they put them together: well, paycheck. paycheck. <laughs> well, just think about it: Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. That's right. See, it's they're the twins. Thing. Yeah. So there are other songs here. I asked, we took it to Facebook and Twitter to um, find out any certain songs, any albums that released in 1980. And we got a really interesting um, mix. So we're going to kind of go. Mike and I are going to kind of go back and forth with this, but a couple of the two. huh? We got two. So. Okay, well, but we're going to do this in a certain order. Okay, all right. So for the stuff released in 1980, um, Dave McLean wrote that the album "Closer" by Joy Division. Is his pick. There isn't one single on this album. All the other stuff showed up. Like, um, I got nothing. I'm, 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 I've heard Joy Division. I, I love Joy Division, but yeah, there's not. There's like no real. Like, every song on this is like six minutes long, and it's just I'm dead. This album was put out because I am dead. I have no creative control anymore, and I'm dead. <laughs> Thank you, Joy Division. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, brought to you by Sunshine's Unicorns and Lollipops. <laughs> Thank you, Joy Division, for making us laugh at love again. <laughs> um, Danielle DiStefano brought up that I just looked at the list of top 100 songs of 1980. So many great songs. I'd have an easier time choosing the ones that sucked. All caps. For this, I nominate Don't Do Me Like That and Driving My Life Away. I know. How dare you pick Eddie Rabbit. Um... But I, I like in the windshield wiper, slapping on my bum hole. <laughs> she's saying those ones are bad. These are bad. Don't do me like that. I can't agree with because no, you I don't like... besmirch the great Tom Petty. He's ugly, really? But he's good. Like... You mean the modern, the modern day Dylan? Yes. Oh yeah. God, he's better than. All right, but Not I need more. I need to uh, need a special category for brass and pocket, oh, as it makes me want to mutilate my I, own eardrums with a dental pick. I disagree. I, I agree love with brass and pocket. I agree with her on that. I dislike brass and pocket. It's not one. It's not one of my favorite Pretender songs. Oh, I, I, it, it's kind of a. It's got a really. Good, it's got a great baseline in it. It's got a good baseline, but the, the the lyrics are just like boring as hell. I just want to yawn every time I hear it. The Pretenders are boring in general. Yeah. Boring. I, I they're no Steve. Thoroughly disagree. No, they are no Steve Winwood. Exactly, Mike. You're there is that Winwood contingency. You are always going to have to. It's your uphill battle. You and I have talked about this. I'm good with the one one brother. Well, you know what? <laughs> the state rests. Yep. <laughs> hey, he recorded an album with Three Clapton. Three against two here. With Clapton. They toured together. That's yeah, right. he was cleaning his latrine for them. <laughs> well, it, it's funny, actually. Well, I look, I had Mexican last night. <laughs> Mike, what does Jonna say? Uh, Jonna he brings, me, brings up um, 
Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. That's great. Uh, that is a great a song. Thing. Sadly, every time Autumn hears that song, she can only like think of the green, red, yellow, blue keys from Guitar Hero. Because yeah. oh. oh. that was the first song that came up on Guitar Hero 3. Uh, she's got nine to five by Dolly Parton, which Ooh. I think was eighty one, wasn't it? No, it was eighty. Really? I remember yep. going to somebody's about that dance recital on that. Song. They used that as a song. Oh no, we talked about your dance movies. recital. Yeah, we were like in a French made outfit. You, you've seen me dance. You think I've ever <laughs> gone? <laughs> you think I've ever gone any any kind of dancing? Yes. She's got another one that's actually on our list here. Uh, another one by Dust by Queen. Yes, oh, actually. Max yep. Absolutely. Lou, Lou Zanka also brought that one up. That one, because we can, we can take a moment to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, Bites the Dust, peaked at number one for three weeks. That one of the greatest, one of the greatest bass lines in rock and roll history. Is. Is? Is. All right. Is, not was. Down the street with the people way down low. Ain't no sound but the sound of speed. Machine guns ready to go. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. To the sound of the beat, yeah. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone. Another one bites the dust, yeah. And I mean, it, think about it. Just crossed over. I mean, you heard it in Iron. And I've heard too. a lot of Les Claypool in yeah. right. And it Freddie is, Mercury uh, actually decided to scat in that one. That was pretty did. cool. A brief, brief moment of scatting, but it was pretty cool. Can I just bring up something about scatting that has nothing to do with, with anything? Yeah. I read Steven Tyler's autobiography, oh, and the whole book is in scat. <laughs> of course it is. That's because he only talks in, like, in stream of consciousness. Oh, it is. It's I, I'm just, It's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, and John also brings up... Uh, Super Trooper by ABBA. Okay. She brings in, in, in Prince ABBA in their waning yeah, years. Yeah, liking ABBA, sue me. They had, because every, every once in a while, I'll just still go check Palladia and no, see what's you, on. Andy, did you go see um, Mamma Mia? Mia? No, I've only seen the movie. Now, what would you do instead of seeing Mamma Mia? Uh, oh, instead uh, of seeing right. Mamma Mia. Well, what Mia. could you do? I mean, if you want to see Mamma Mia, save the money and just... Oh, yes, you have to go get Abba Gold, because that's all it is. Um, do you own that? Oh. No. Abba Gold or Abba Gold? Oh, I like Abba. Yeah. But do you own it? I don't own it. No. But Palladia, they had the Abba movie on, and if there's ever evidence that the girls didn't speak a lick of English, watch them live in concert. They are straining to speak English. While they're singing lyrics that they've sung a hundred times. Well, that's like a lot of, but a lot of bands, like you know, like Loudness and other bands. You know, Loudness and uh, um, Roxette, you know, and Autograph and hey, all those I bands. Like they Roxette, can only speak English. Yes, we've we've, est- we've established this. Well, you could even say Kiss when they did that stupid movie they did on NBC. No, but they spoke they... English. Really? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that movie? Yes, I did. They didn't speak English. <laughs> Ace didn't, but you know, he's still got. Ugh. Yeah, so, um, that what she's got? 
Yeah, that's what she's doing. All right, excellent. Um, now, I mentioned Lou Zanka also had brought up another one, Bites the Dust. A couple albums he also mentioned, ACDC's Back in Black. Ooh. Absolutely. Great album. Classic. I, lo- I love ACDC to death, but they really only have three or four songs. And then all the rest of them are just variations of those songs. Well, they're pretty much all on that album. Yeah, they, they, pretty much everything you know about ACDC really is on that album. Yeah. The more no, pop- no, no, the more no. poppy stuff is, though. Right. The stuff like no. Mike and I. Like um, well, yeah, I mean. The wedding standards are on Back in Black, sir. Dirty Deeds is before Dirty Deeds. Yes, exactly, and that's what I danced to with my mother at my wedding. Dirty Deeds? The Love's About to Rock isn't on that, isn't on that either. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it was actually the album that was about to rock. What? Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells. No, Hell's Bells is one of the greatest rock albums and songs ever. Giving the Dog a Bone. What do you think he's talking about? Uh, I think he is talking about the love he has for his domestic animal. Oh, okay. Yes. That he likes to give him truths. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. That's the second show in a row we talk about bestiality. Only you would remember that. Excellent. Wow. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Oh my god, yeah. Jim wasn't even there for that one. Alright, and then Lou also brings up Van Halen's Everybody Wants Some. Oh, yes. Great song. Even better a company when you have a claymation on, hamburger. On the, <laughs> on the worst David Lee Roth. True. Zeppelin. Uh, Zeppelin. Van Halen album. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst bit. Absolutely. It has like two, three, two, three good songs. Wait, which one is it? Is this Van Halen 2? Oh, it's Women and Children Women First. Women and Children First. Yeah, man, it's probably it's... better than the new one. What? The new, the new Van Halen with David Lee Roth on it, it's terrible. Oh, absolutely. Good. Such classics like Bullethead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pete Callahan brings up that um, December 8th, 1980, ruins it for me. I remember so vividly waking up the next morning to get ready for school, seventh grade, and hearing the news that John Lennon was murdered. I was uh, beyond shocked. Other low points in 1980. Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. And I Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit being played Eddie ad nauseum. Ass I just heard that song. He can't even defend himself because he's dead. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he died, a couple, he died like 10, 15 years ago. I think he died around the same time as Falco. They might have been part of like that, you know, celebrities die in three thing. Oh, Falco's dead? He- Pete just wants to uh, cap this off with, yes, a shitty music year overall. Very good. Um, he's wrong. For pop, he's wrong. Okay. There's a lot of metal that came yeah. out in 1980 oh. that is huge. Do you want to take us down that road before well, we I'll continue? Give you, I'll just give you a quick Yeah, okay. just give us a taste. Yeah. I'll give you a few of them. Yeah. Just give uh, us a taste while I drink this delicious Snowdrift exactly. Vanilla Porter from Line and Googles. Hey, well, we already oh, talked about ACDC's Back in Black yep. out in 1980. Ozzy Osbourne's debut solo album, Blizzard of Oz, came out. <laughs> a true classic. Um, for everybody, you know, for, for the for the teeny bopper girls. Yeah. Um, Motorhead came yeah! out. Oh, yes. Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades yeah. came out. And, um, True. But, I mean, it's a, it's a big album. Um, Women and Children First did come out. Yeah. yeah. It was a popular album. Uh, God, the first Saxon album came out yeah. in 1980. British Steel, Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. My Iron Maiden's first album came yes. out in 1980. It is a landmark year. Mm. Yep. He's right about the pop because yeah. there's a lot of. Be- there's a- I mean, going through this list, there's some really. Yeah, we got, well, we're going to get to that. Boring crap. But is but- this is does this signify you know kind of the death or the starting of the death of pop as I was think known? It, I think it killed album-based rock. Yeah, I think it's the end of album-based rock because the '80s became. Yeah, well, with videos, video, well, videos, videos practically killed singles. Well, video well, killed the radio. Yeah. So. yeah. No, but I think videos fueled the singles. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. No, it, it, things, nothing, nothing is album 
oriented no. anymore, and it hasn't been for a very long time. The seventies in the in yeah the, yeah the seventies yeah was nope. album oriented. Not anymore after this. <laughs> nope. It was, All right. Whatever. Damn you, Grand Illusion! <laughs> well, to be fair, the artists didn't really help that because they would release like these great singles, and then they'd have a bunch of mediocre songs. They got to get out. paid. Yeah, so they would put out their videos, and they had great songs, and they'd have a bunch of mediocre songs mixed in. So people wouldn't want the whole the whole album; they just want the hits. Yeah, and then then as as the people were younger in that age, now we're buying the full albums. <laughs> Because some of us are just music music geeks and collect like yeah. Gemini. Okay. So um, getting back to the Facebook uh, feedback, Joe uh, Joe Angers, who actually was part of or one of our co-hosts for our last show, yep. um, said this was a tough year because he, he really didn't start play, paying attention to music until a few years later. He was only seven at the time, and aside from knowing which albums my favorite bands released in 1980, I had to go with some list to see which stood out for me. So here we go: the signal, the singles, "Tunnel of Love" by Dire Straits. Uh, Keep on Loving You by Ario Speedwagon. Yeah! You forgot to mention Def Leppard in the middle. Actually, no, yet. No, Rock Brigade yeah. by Def Leppard. On, on Through the Night. Yep. Yeah, yeah that first album is the one with the, the semi you know. They are actually so. considered part of the new wave of British heavy metal. They, yeah, yeah it's, I'll agree. You listen to Hysteria, uh, Hysteria and you're like, oh, Hysteria? This is yeah. metal. It's really good. Right. Well, they I don't know. To I, pop there. Yeah. I yeah. think they were kind of a cross between the hair metal and the regular metal. They've already said they were a cross between um, <laughs> the New York Dolls and Duran Duran. I don't know how the hell that happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't those two bands kind of similar? No. I mean, mm-hmm. just their look. Um, no. So for albums, Joe brings up Making Movies by Dire Straits. Mm, absolutely. He also brings yeah. up Back in Black. Of course. All right. And then the Blues Brothers soundtrack. Yes. Love it. One of my favorites. I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Doc Johnson! <laughs> um, I do like the Blues Brothers soundtrack. No, a couple of people did, did bring up some divergent stuff. Um, our, we got one from Twitter. Uh, Steve Day at ApeCod at Twitter.com says, Let's see, I was three or so. I seem to remember listening to Sesame Street Disco quite a lot. I think I have that on Google, too. Yes. Quite funny, especially when uh, Big Bird goes on a cocaine bender after, <laughs> after hey, contracting syphilis. And it wasn't me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm usually the cocaine guy. You're the Zac Efron guy. Oh, and well, they you both do cocaine. Come on, yeah, all right. We can cross that. All right. Speaking of that, Zac Efron was in uh, rehab. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. For la cocaine. Really? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. So 
Now, when we put this out, we thought we made it pretty clear. We wanted songs from 1980. <laughs> um, yeah, here's some of the feedback that we got. Uh, Carl Giant brought up Pac-Man Fever, which is infamously released in 1982. E2. Okay. Yep. Um, Dave Wisniewski brought up... Uh, Oh, no, actually, it was, it was uh, Mike Trigolo brought up Anything by Asia, I think. Their oh, first album was 1982. Mike is not jumping through the computers and um, killing And what did uh, Lisa have? Yeah, my friend Lisa brought up um, and pretty much anything Billy Idol, like White Wedding, Rebel Yell, Creative of Love. Oh, my God. Kim Wilde, Kids oh, yeah. in America. In the early Quiet Riot, Iron Maiden, early GNR, all faves. GNR? GNR. Yeah, none of those. You know what I saw 80 and thought it was 80s. Yeah, well, that's I asked, I asked Mike that. It's like, when did we write 80 and everyone assumed it just said 80s? Yeah, I don't think any of those are 1980. But, um, Iron, well, the Iron, Iron Maiden is. The first Iron Maiden. Right. The first Iron Maiden, that wasn't in. That was but that wasn't Bruce Dickinson. Right. That was not Bruce Dickinson. So it doesn't count. Well, it does. Well, it does. There's, Absolutely There's does. some great songs that he made better. We can work out on the first, on the first Maiden now. Well, like, <laughs> on the first Maiden now. All right. And then Dave Wisniewski is going to finish us off here because he actually brings up a whole bunch of stuff that is on our list. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, um, which was a number one song for, God, let me see how long that was. Uh, four weeks at number one, Queen's Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Oh. Yeah, you know though it's not one of my favorite Queen songs. They're just so eclectic. They, oh yeah, and everything they do. I mean, also Queen's one of my favorite bands. Yes, absolutely. And when they do have a when they have a bad song, it's bad. Yeah, yes. Bicycle is terrible. Oh, yeah. oh god. Um, I agree with my wife. My wife doesn't like that one either. See, Flash Gordon. But, oh, uh, no, that's, a, that's, that's a novelty. You know, I, I, you I, remember I, I, running I, through I, the woods being chased Gaga. by somebody with a oh, song? Yeah. That's a horrible song. What song? Radio Gaga. Oh. Horrible. Actually, I Want to Break Free is worse. Yes. They're, no, uh, Everything no. else is great. I think, yeah. you know, but, uh, I put those two actually on the same level. That's, this is one of the best albums, though. I think I, it's oh, the yeah. game. It's the game. It's it the is the game. game. It is the game. Yeah, I, I know three different covers of this song. Which one? Nobody can I don't like any of them. What? Freddie Mercury oh. is the greatest vocalist in the history of rock and roll. Agreed. Yeah, and he's also one of the greatest please, front men. Please don't. I mean, when when you hear somebody do a cover for Queen, it's it's rarely done properly. Well, oh, like when Nile Rodgers tries to cover Queen. This oh wait, no, he's actually the Paul replacement. Rogers. Lee Paul, Paul Rogers, Rogers. Sorry. Okay, you know what? There's only one person that could replace Freddie. George Michael. No. <laughs> sorry, Becca. He did. And. It was done at the tribute concert. It was right, and they should. Gary Newman was no Gary Sharon. 
he had the right personality and the right right vocal range. Unfortunately, they would be playing on the street corner. Yes, right. I, know that. Rip and roll. I know that. By the way, you know you ruined Van Halen or Eddie Gary Sharon's Van Halen career, right? You, you, uh, yeah, you yeah, personally ruined it. Mixers. I'm Brian, Brian, Brian is like the B mix. No, I like went that. to the concert. Oh, I went and saw them. You were the one. The yeah, B mix stamp of approval usually means impending doom for whatever party. Be I, a sports I, figure. I have to admit, I still have Van Halen three in my collection. In his heavy rotation. No, it has it has zero rotation. You know, I you know, maybe you'll agree with there me on one, this. There was one song on there that was decent, but nobody sang on it. It was one of the Eddie's instrumental. Oh, I don't think that there is any. Way you'll get a good Van Halen biography, at least one that's that's. I read one, like, but it really like evenly sided. Even where fair? No, I oh yeah, um, no, no, they, no, no. It 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 actually does. I mean, it it. What it? What, the, I forget the name of it though. I I, I have it upstairs. I should go get it because there's like two types of rock rock biographies. This could be it could either be the sure they burned down a trailload of puppies and homeless people, but they were doing it all for the name of rock and roll. One thing they're very, this book is very consistent on. Yeah, I gotta get it now. I have to pick it up. <laughs> but, um, is is that the Van Halen brothers are douchebags? Oh yeah, oh, oh, well, oh, and oh, that's the Poor Michael Anthony is a victim. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um. Gary Sherrill, just say, is basically awful. Um, David Lee Roth is an egotistical lunatic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, just remember, David, remember David Lee Roth did the uh, the concert of the Pops. The oh, God. The remember that? Oh, my God. Remember, that was awful. I, I was That's watching because it. Conway Twitty died. Well, I know, but I was watching it, and all of a sudden, I go, ah, there's like a fucking train wreck what? right in front of me. Do you remember when, when um, Stern left Terrestrial Radio? Oh, yes, and, I do. And we, yeah, us, yeah, us oh, lucky yeah. bastards yeah, on the East the Coast, list. we got, got the, the David Lee Roth show. And my oh. friend Mike listened to it on the way. I, I could actually listen to Howard because I had Sirius. Yeah. And uh, my friend Mike listened to David, the David Lee Roth show. I'm like, so how was it? He's like, it's like if I wipe my ass with my hands and then rub my fucking eyes with it. <laughs> I mean, I remember hearing it. I'm going... What the hell is he talking about? He had his uncle on. I, well, <laughs> no, he was talking. That, he was telling stories about when he was an EMT. Oh, I was an EMT in New York City. Dave, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> Talk about the fact that you but, destroyed Van Halen. Well, here's yeah. the thing, also with but the you with, an, with like an um an oral history, which I always find to be the best type of rock biographies, like yeah. the the dirt. From Motley Crue is, you know, oh, that yeah. oral history. It's great. But you couldn't do that because it would be like, you know, Eddie. Yeah, David E. Roth completely fucked up the band. And then they'd have to, like, put in parentheses, suctioning, suctioning sound of Alex coming out of Eddie's ass. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Eddie. Now let me go back to taking a gander at your colon, sir. What a fine colon it is. All right. right. And wait, we'll bring in Wolfie, too, and he'll tell you. No, everybody sucks. Except for the Van Halen family. <laughs> no, they're like a friggin' wrestling stable. They're like, you'll stable. <laughs> the book basically says they're wrong. They, All the, three the, of them? the Van Halens and, and David Lee Roth are assholes. Sammy Hagar is insane. Yeah. I've heard that. Michael, Michael Anthony's a poor. Michael Anthony is a, is a poor Michael Anthony. Yeah. You know, basically. How's Chicken Foot? Oh. oh I like Chicken Foot. Bastard. I do too, but. I don't like Sammy Hagar particularly, but well, I think they're pretty good. All right, so let's move on to another thing Dave uh, brought up, which is Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2, which uh, was number one for four <laughs> weeks.
Yes. Um, is that you, any, any different? Than, we've got to go back and Oh, absolutely. Is the wall considered 1980? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the the single hit number one, actually, the week of my birthday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I was, I'm still trying to think. I was six. Yeah. Okay. But you know what, though? Here's the thing. I was like, God, I'm doing the math in my head now. Eight. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's the kind of song you just remember as a kid. Just really, we don't need no magic. Hey, the, the lyrics are supremely easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is very catchy. Yep. And it's very short. Yes, it is. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Um, but I, okay, this is what I remember. I was, how old are you? I'm 39. Oh, you're fucking old. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. But I remember being at uh, being at the roller skating rink. When oh, was, yeah. And I remember, too, the helicopters would come on and everybody would drop all their, their horrible pizza <laughs> and their peanut <laughs> M&Ms and they would vault over the carpeting. But like, like, they used to have like these stone walls, but you know, because it was the seventies. Yeah, like it was like carpeting walls. Yeah, carpeting over. <laughs> they'd jump out there, and all the like uh, popular guys from Roller Kingdom, the guys who always won the pizza and the races. And yeah. But do you remember when we went and saw Roger Waters? Yeah. Live when he did the wall, and how this song like blew our mind. Oh, it did because yeah, well, they had like the big puppets and stuff like that. It was really awesome. But with, even with, again, you were saying with the helicopters. It's the amazing. You know what's around. amazing about the song though too because it's really supposed to be listened to in context with the whole album. Right. right. Context. It's complete. It, it, it's it's, it's a, that, that to me is amazing why people really liked it because it really, it's a, you're supposed to be listening to, listening to it in conjunction right. with the rest of the album. Right. But I mean, if you just listen to the lyrics, it does stand alone. It, I mean, you can't. Not you can't as much. Oh, here's the thing. Comfortably numb from the wall stands alone a lot better than another brick in the wall part two yes i agree with that absolutely i think run like hell stands alone you run like hell can stand alone um ah no it does mother not so much no 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 mother yeah uh goodbye blue sky yeah yeah those all need to be in context with the whole album right but the thing is though i first heard this song out of context. I heard the song before I listened to the yeah, entire same here, album. Same here. So for me, I, it's okay. But I mean, if you listen to the whole album first, and then you listen to Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, maybe you have trouble. Right. Can, can you back me up on this? No. Wasn't there, like, an alternative version of this song? Oh, I'm sure. I'm, on, yeah, there was. <clears throat> on that, that, um, that Greatest Hits before Echoes. No. That was kind of like more of a dance e poppy kind of version. I don't. I, I don't. think there is that. There might be. What's what's greatest hits though? Which one are you talking? Oh, oh, a collection of dance songs. Yes, thank um, you. Which uh, I don't. Of course, I don't own that. There was. I. I. That's the one Pink Floyd album I don't own. Um, yeah, neither. No. I'm sure there's no like, true fan would own. I'm that. sure there's a remix version of. I'm that. sure there's a kid bop it's, version of it somewhere. Like, what do they call it? Like a radio edit. Radio oh, yeah. oh yeah. No, and I, actually, I think that's the one that pretty much ended up charting was the one without all the helicopters and the. Hey you! Hey, yeah. You! Think you never hear that. No. no. Um. All right. Also on Dave's list is actually one of the biggest songs of the year. Call Me, Six Weeks at Number One by Blondie. It is the biggest song of the year. Uh, actually, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Ooh, 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 
Good yep, song. the only thing, actually, it tied one other song, which we'll get to in a little bit, in terms of the number of weeks at number one. What? I was actually blown away by how long this song was at number one. Well, you know what always kills me about Blondie? People, people consider them punk. Mm. They're not no, punk. they're not punk. A lot no. of people say they're like, what do you mean? They're new age. The reason, the reason why they, they were the punk. See, exactly, exactly. They played with the Ramones. They played with all these other bands, you know. God, do you think she ever let one of the Ramones throw it in her? Probably. Yes, absolutely. Pat Benatar oh, was way man. more punk than Blondie was. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even agree with that. I think wow. Pat Benatar was more hard rock. Yeah. Man. By the way, did you guys see Debbie Harry at the um, yes. at the Dick Crock yes. Rock New Year's Eve? She looked like a Star Wars character. Debbie I mean, Lock looks better than she does. Exactly. Hey. Ooh. Jim. Ooh. Too soon. It's <laughs> never too soon. Um, he was dead ten years before they announced. Oh, he's he's still not dead. The first <laughs> he's still roaming the world. The first time I ever heard this song was on the Muppets. Debbie Harry appeared on the Muppets, and they yes, had, like... Yes, she did. First time I ever heard this song was at your house. Wait a minute. No. That would... Isn't this about, like, a gigolo calling me anytime? Um, yeah, about, pretty much, yeah. This is a movie. Yeah, this remember, was... Remember, the Muppets at the time, the Muppets were an, an adult program. Right. It wasn't... And, under the guys were children. It was 7.30. It was still not geared to children. No, it was geared to children and adults. Yeah. The children wouldn't understand that Half it's the jokes, about yeah. a, a male prostitute. Right. But this was not released on any of their albums. This was essentially a single. Maybe a disgusting yeah, pig. Like a standalone single. Yeah, it was on the American Gigolo soundtrack. Get your hamster jokes out now. And, um... But, uh... This is a great song. It's, it honestly is one of Blondie's best songs. I think it's the most, most popular song. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, if you're looking at charting, absolutely. I think it's the only thing that ever hit the top five. Is this on Parallel Lines? No, this isn't on an album. It's not on one of our albums. Other than Greatest Hits, this was released exclusively as a single. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Heart of Glass. Um, Heart of Glass, Heart. Parallel Lines, uh, Titus High. But Heart of Glass um, definitely hit number one. Or, yeah. What, about, what about Rapture? Do you think Rapture ever Oh, God. Yeah. Worst Blondie song ever. Oh, yeah, exactly. This is like Rapture, the apology. Yeah. I don't mind Rapture. See, I don't like it. But I Rapture don't... came out after this. It's long. I think yeah. Other people don't like Rapture. Um, Atomic, I think, is their best song. It's like it's very disco-y. Yep. This is like all yeah. This is all like crystal champagne glasses and cocaine mirrors and. This is my favorite song. Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, very much Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, this is a great song. Yeah. I will not take anything away from this song. It's a great song, and Davis. One last song on his list is an honorable mention, and I feel that we do need to to park our park our cars here for a little bit. Rupert Holmes's Escape, the Pina Colada song. I was tired of my lady We'd been together too long Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like Pina Colada This 
How do you think? Actually, it? I'm 79. What would? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Before, how popular it before anybody that supports Jim's theory on the 7980. Yeah. Before anybody says anything, though, it did peak at number one for one week, uh, like the third week of 1980. Uh, Jamie Shea actually brings up also that it depends on the criteria. You can also put a camera on anyone, old, young, middle aged, alone in a car when Escape the Pina Colada song comes on, and you will catch them singing along. Not true. I yeah, know. I don't think B-Mix. Uh, B-Mix would immediately turn it off and then put on, like, Cannibal Corpse. Or I, started doing show, yeah, yeah. I started doing show prep for this show six days ago, and the song is still in my head. So It's super catchy. It's terrible. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, 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 if I you mean, analyze the lyrics, first of all, yeah. this guy is a dick. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. Here's the, but here's the awful thing with him. First of all... If you don't like your husband, <laughs> He's a well, first of all, one of the criteria is if you have half a brain. <laughs> so that he's intending right now that his old lady um, doesn't have half a brain. And then well, she see, thinks, have you hey, seen Rupert Holmes? Yeah. She married him. She can't be. Changed. Gee, I have half a brain. I'll go. I'll go meet this, this this exotic stranger who likes making love in the dunes of the Cape, <laughs> which is uncomfortable and smelly. Um, you seen in the worst places. I used to live on the curb. Um, yeah. Oh, that. Oh, that. Remind me to take a skimmer to the cape. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like oh. that one line, though, where he's like, he's not into health food, he's into champagne, and he really fucking hammers home how much he is into uh, champagne. But health food in the 80s was like, because Autumn asked me about this, she's like, oh, do you have wheat any germ? wheat germ? And, oh, oh let, me, let, me, hey, let me tell you guys. Yeah. I can build the time machine right now. If you guys are wicked into carob, oh, oh yes, oh, yeah. oh man, oh, what an error that. for you. Carob looked like chocolate and caramel, but tasted like it was excreted from a cat's ass. Oh, oh, your mom must have been into that. Oh my god, yeah. Guess what? My mom used to make for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. The snack trail yeah. mix with carob. Chips. With carob, yeah. And this is the thing, because Jim can remember this back when sugar cereals were completely banned from my house. Um, after, after the, my parents divorced, my mom decided to get wicked, super girthy, crunchy, healthy, and drag her two children with her. <laughs> yeah. Andy would be bouncing off the walls of my house after one bowl of Captain Crunch. Exactly. Hey, what's this? Oh! <laughs> I do that and watch rated R movies at his house. It was great. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I remember the Beastmaster came on, and Tanya Roberts swam by with her hooters out, and you ran into the other room because your mother doesn't let you walk oh, yeah. <laughs> I think to this day, if I were to turn the movie Taps on, my mother would call and say, why are you watching that? <laughs> and that was PG. We wanted, to, we wanted to watch it. And yeah. Your nope, my mom put her foot down. But yeah, this song. My mom, my mom put her foot down for uh, um, Masters of the Universe. Oh. Ooh. Well, because it was terrible. Or no, because, <laughs> because she didn't like the title. Oh. Masters, Masters of the Universe. Of the Universe. Oh yeah. yeah, she was well, super religious back then. Okay. Well, I was also going to say because then you get to see uh, Dolph Lundgren's voluptuous hooters as well. So, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. What if Angela did play a good skeleton? Define good. Um, yeah, this song is definitely Becca, Becca brought this up. It was released in 1979. It is all the earmarkings of yacht rock. Captain's hat, sweater, um, you know, golf shoes. The smooth, the smooth slide guitar during the solos. Joel, 
What's the deal with the pina colada song? Oh, and I have a follow-up. Okay, you mean if you like pina coladas, uh -huh. getting caught in the rain, if you're not into health food, uh -huh. and you have half a brain, uh -huh. if you like making love at midnight on the dunes... That's the, the one. Yep, yep, yep. Well, okay, um, all right, in the early 1980s, Rupert Holmes wrote the pina colada song because... Uh -huh. Pina coladas and personal ads were on the forefront of uh, the American consciousness. And, you know, pop songwriters do just that. They write about pop culture, you know, like, you know, there's Ray Stevens, The Streak, Henry Gross's Junk Food Junkie, uh, C.W. McCall's Convoy, and others. Oh, not so fast or neon, peon. Okay, so this man and women are in this relationship for, oh, let's say eight months. Uh, that's the average national length of a dating relationship of males 18 to 34. And they don't even know that each other likes pina coladas? What, would they always panic and order Manhattans or something? Yeah, and wouldn't they probably already have been caught in the rain together? And, and, and then one of them at least mentioned that they liked getting caught in the rain? Mm -hmm. And if this couple, well, we'll call them Rick and Julie for the purposes of this argument. If Julie and Rick have been together for any amount of time, well, doesn't each of them have a responsibility to communicate to the other his or her dissatisfaction with the relationship? Yeah, because by responding to the personal ads, not only are they cheating on each other, they're cheating on each other with each other. Yeah, and since 72% of the population of North America lives in a landlocked state or province, in actuality this couple has no idea whether they like making love on the dunes in the Cape. Um, oh god. They're cheating on each other with each other. Exactly. It goes to show you though that what makes, us, you. what makes a star... <laughs> Like, right. In the 70s and the 80s, is it, not necessarily oh, a yeah. star now. Could you imagine the Disney executives going, okay, we need to make high school musical. Let's get that grungy, grizzly-looking guy with the cap to play the young... <laughs> the, the young, not-yet-born Zac Efron role. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, the guy with the Wonder Bread in his beard. Let's <laughs> bring that guy out. Um, <laughs> all the girls will get the... All the girls will get moist. Come on, <laughs> And let's get Grizzly Adams to play his father. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to have some bar sex. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a rise out of my wife. It's no, working. it's not that's working. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no reaction. That look is uh, just... Yeah. You know what, though? I, I was kind of sad he never released his follow-up to this song, The Awkward Silence. <laughs> oh, but there's another song by him on the list. You know, there's Her. Him. Him, that's right. Uh, no, there is a song. It's called <laughs> The Backside of a Rass Running to Mexico. <laughs> Get away from this creepy dude. Uh, now, I, another thing too. Who who really likes getting caught in the rain? Yeah, as long um, as I've got an umbrella, I'm cool with it. Okay, well that's yeah. I'm just but then again, this was the '70s. It's not like my cell phone. No. So, all right. Well, Dave, thank you very much for bringing that up. Anyone else have anything they want to expunge about the uh, the pina colada song? Other than that's really its name. If you go online, there's a, I found a really oh. funny parody. It's called If You Like Eric Estrada. It's, it's funny. So Okay. No, that's that's fine. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. Maybe Andy will put the lyrics on uh, Podbean. Oh, I could. I could. Didn't Rupert Holmes also do, do a song about cannibalism called Timothy? He probably what? did. No. No. Was no, sorry. Have Even have Rupert Holmes has his standards. <laughs> have you been doing absinthe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look this up. If, if I can oh, get, wait a minute. It was Steve Winwood. If I can right. get a good signal, you guys can get... Another Winwood, man. Come All on. right. So let's go over some of the other number one songs and, you know and uh, so, some of the top uh, stuff from the Billboard Hot 100 of 1980. Um, we'll get, we'll let, pretty much go back down here to Olivia Newton-John's Magic, which was number one for four weeks. 
This is from Xanadu. Wasn't that... The voodoo witch doctor should revive Gene Kelly and smack him in the face with being in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a roller skating musical. Oh, good. The second one. Because Starlight Express is the other one. Now... Can't get too many of those. It was funny because... um. Chris actually put like a thing about Xanadu up on here, and I get a, a text from Mike going, "Yeah, I can't believe I can't believe Chris likes that." I'm like, "Are you kidding Wait, me?" That's, that's no, 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 right no, there. no, no, no. What Here, I actually said was, "Oh, you, oh, you gonna find it right there?" <laughs> yeah, I got. I said, "Where is it? Where is it? Uh, why am I not surprised Chris likes the song Xanadu?" Oh, well, and then I, I said, said, "I thought I could get." Uh, all right, um, Chris, Chris may suffer from a worse case of nostalgia goggles than Cicerone. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Now there is a challenge. Now that would actually There's be a, a challenge. Yes. That ooh, yes. that might be our hundredth episode. Put them in Nerd Thunderdome. Yes, yes. sharpen sticks and let them go at oh, it. Come on, we have to get beyond Thunderdome. Two nerds enter, one nerd leaves. Two nerd enter, none none, none nerds leave. Ah, <laughs> uh, Michael, get the leverage on him. That's true. So um, well, he's kind of he's kind of like um. Master Blaster. He's like the little midget on the on the dude's back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's sick, so he can't be here to defend himself. Aww, I'm sick. Um, yeah, but it was his birthday. His final birthday in his thirties. So welcome to the club. Hey, yep, yep, exactly. So, um, Magic uh, Xanadu saw this in the theater. Because I was a dumb kid. Oh, so you're the one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Your mother let you see that one. My mother took me to see this one, yes. Okay. Because it was a Does musical. Does she have sex with Gene Kelly in it? No, she doesn't. She has sex with the guy, the dude who looks like um, Andy Travis from WKRP. <laughs> Isn't that everybody from the 70s? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And um, ELO, ELO did all the music for this, except for like the big hits. Of course. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, the, like Magic. They didn't do the, the, the bad... Um, group songs, did they? Um, well, they did. Uh, I'm alive was like the first one I remember. Oh. Yeah, oh, but yeah, uh, oh. yeah, Xanadu, Magic, all the o, the O N uh, O L O N J songs that <laughs> we all know and love so much. Yes, read that right there. What is it? Timothy. It's a song about cannibalism. Okay. On my Thank- Rupert Holmes from 1971. Thank you. Oh, 71. Wow, we've been around that long. She really is his old lady. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. We've got four weeks at number one from Michael Jackson and Rock With You. With you. Off the wall. Yeah. That is off the wall. Yeah. Yep. It's a very catch. It is ridiculous. Oh, this is the first Quincy Jones. 
Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is very. It's. See, I still think that's disco. If you listen to it, it's got a disco. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you watch the video, it's definitely disco. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Basically, so, like, him yeah. is standing in front of like a laser, and they just have like, yeah. like, like a small tuxedo. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Afro, big nose, yeah. the whole thing, black. Um, Who's that young black? <laughs> that black gentleman? Michael Jackson's not it's, black. It's funny. My daughter said to me, um, "My mom actually asked, why do you wear so much pomade?" My mom asked Heather, "Did she know who Michael Jackson was?" She said, "No." That's an interesting. Conversation <laughs> Isn't it? She didn't know who Michael Jackson was? How would she know? I have, I have, well, I haven't got exposure yet. Is she actually oh, listening? Yeah. Is she actually listening to like music music now or? Don't. Oh no, this is a source subject. What? No, she got she got a One Direction CD for Christmas. Oh, motherfucker! Uh huh. All right. You, told me you didn't give that to her. Are you kidding me? Santa? Can you handle that answer, please? Santa. He did. <laughs> no, my my cousin. Uh, Does she like Jamie. it? Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, I am yeah. sorry. Uh, it that, begins. That the closet. No, 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 because no, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna take her into the into the inner sanctum of B mix and say, this is real music. Yeah, that's great. My Child niece, services what? <laughs> <laughs> my niece likes One Direction. Ah. Uh, now, when you say your niece, do you mean you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean my niece. Okay. All right. I wish Steve Winwood in one direction would have a super round. <laughs> well, they're all Brits. I feel. He probably pumps their gas on a regular basis. Hey. Oh, okay. Um, moving on. I'm just kidding. You're <laughs> awful. One week at number one. Do that to me one more time by the by Tennille and Daryl Dragon. I refuse to call him the captain. Well, the captain, it, when you were Daryl Dragon, about, when you were talking about um, escape, it made me think like it's a very captainy era. It is a very captainy era. You know, you got your captain's cap. You got your. I think he was turtleneck and sport blade in his blazer yeah, his with the yeah. with the big gold buttons on it. Well, mm-hmm. it's appropriate that his name is Daryl because he's like almost like the other brother Daryl because he never spoke. No, it, are you kidding me? Tony Tennille would not speak. Tony Tennille would not speak. Um, I remember one time was, I was... He looked like he was straight off the love boat. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> but again, he had the coolest real name in the world, and he went by the captain. Daryl Dragon. I mean, that, that dude should just be... He should have been Captain Dragon. Captain we were... Ooh, there Captain was, Dragon and Tennille. This yeah. song came on the radio about a year ago. My father-in-law and I were, were doing a project in the house, and we were driving back from Lowe's, and this song... Moment, huh? Did you have a tender moment? <laughs> this song came on, and he's like... Tony Tennille is like the ugliest pretty woman in music. I'm like, what? What do you mean by that? Wow. Then I, I saw some pictures of her. I'm like, ooh, yeah, kind of. I agree with that. She had a bowl cut. She was bone skinny. Yeah, big teeth. 
But why was she bone skinny? Probably. Probably. Blow. She, yeah, she, she this was like the. This was like their. Why do you think song, they, Though I mean, they didn't really. This is like their she, last hit, isn't this it? This is her last hit. Yeah. She kind of looked like Tanya Roberts' character on Bad Seventy Show. Oh really? Yeah. She had a bowl Minus the boobs shit. and the phenomenal ass. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Why do you think? I mean, with back to the. Welcome to Sofa City. Population yeah, view. Commented on Tanya Roberts' boobs this episode. You realize? <laughs> Did I talk about Tanya yes. Was Tanya Roberts? Right, where Andy ran out of the room. We, That's right. Oh. I thought we were talking about Iron Maiden. No, we were talking about Tanya Roberts' bass and boobs. Oh. What movie was that? Beastmaster. Oh, oh yeah. Beast yeah. Beast <laughs> Beast yeah. Beast oh yeah. I mean, Andy's is, is not coordinated. He was like Carl fucking Lewis when that came on. <laughs> he thought his like mother was going to drive the hammer down on him that night. I told her to. <laughs> Andy saw boobs. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I'm happy. That's why she smacked the hell out of me. If anybody <laughs> questions the drug use in the '90s, now you know why. <laughs> So, um, next up on this list, oh, what a good song this is. Three weeks at number one. Paul McCartney's coming up. What a shitty... It's coming up. Oh, oh. Like a flower. Okay. So, Alright, everybody, I'm going to give you a real surprise. My wife Linda's going to sing. No! I didn't think I realized that was him. So let's fast forward ten years. They do the big Nebworth show. Remember yeah. Nebworth? I remember Nebworth. This was one of the songs that he did at that... Whoa! At that when he did it on the disc set. It was a number one song. For three weeks. This is I don't like it either. Actually, as 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 luck would have it, I um, listen to this before I listen to Jet. Stuck in the eighties, um, actually just released their Paul McCartney in the eighties episode today, so I get to listen to that while I was driving home from work. And oh god, they have nothing nice. Oh yeah, they have nothing. Three, there were three Michael Jackson duets. Oh, I haven't all about two. Um, there's another one on another album, which is okay. just so the one friggin' after awful. The one on his Did they mention Live and Let Die? No, that was 70s. That was 70s. Oh, you're right, you're right. You're right. But they, they mentioned Spies Like Us. It was his last oh, top ten hit, which is amazing. It made it to the top ten. So give my regards to Dream Street Broad Street. Broad Street. And, and I was close. Yeah. No, well, it's, it's funny because it's like... Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Oh, God. Oh, well, they're talking about Pipes of Peace and how it's kind of like a like a decent forgotten album, and I'm like, you're not even bringing up the worst single, like the second single, no. um, so bad, where like he sings in a super no, high voice. No. Well, Stacey says on it, so that's probably why they. That's that yeah, way. well, because they had to talk about say say say, and well, but you know, but you know what's nice about um, so bad though. What's that? Nobody plays a mean wood block like Linda McCartney. I know. <laughs> Now. It's just tough. Ah, she's dead. Yeah, McCarthy. McCartney was just so lazy and unmotivated at this point in his career. This song is awful. You want to know oh, something? He, 
And the sick At thing this is, point, this is the last song of his that charted before um, Lennon was killed. And, so this and, is and what, then the next one that the next one that hit big, like you said, the last his last hit was Spies Like Us. Spies Like Us was number ten, yeah. And maybe wow, who, who was it that killed Lennon? Uh, Mark David yeah. Chapman. Maybe he heard this song, thought it was Lennon, and killed him. No way, no way. Because John Lennon would have never out. written this song. No, because it'd have been a, 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 it'd have been a small <laughs> Oriental woman howling in the background. <laughs> Everybody, listen to the G. Hey, Think about Yoko Ono reminds me of the Saturday Night Live skit with Jay Farrow and Nassim Padra when they do the Kim Ye show. Oh. <laughs> She's a genius! Thank you. That's what he... Oh, we all, he just felt the need to expose... And God bless John Lennon. He's one of my favorite musical yeah. artists. Felt the need to impose that woman, that gargoyle yeah. on the public. And you can't put her back. You can't put her back in the box. No, <laughs> it's like Pim Doyle's box. You, you yeah, exactly. Like eighty she now. She is. Him. She was significantly older than him. I wonder if they would do like a Karate Kid musical <laughs> that could use her as Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she wearing those sunglasses? Why is she giving him a drink with a, a champagne and a silk hat with a plum floating in it? <laughs> probably would have um, Julian playing the Billy Zabka no, role. No, no, it would be Sean. No, the Billy Zabka role. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the real karate, karate kid. The real karate kid. It's going to be played by the real singer in the Lennon family. All right, moving on. Uh, this spent two weeks at number one. Billy Joel's It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. That's a good song. Good song. All right. I love Billy Joel. So That's the very first Billy Joel song I ever heard. I never heard like right. Captain Lou. Or oh yeah. Here's the thing. All right. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I love Billy Joel, but it's yeah. not one of my favorite it's Billy Joel. Getting... Songs. One of my favorites. But then again, I like Innocent Man. And oh okay. My well, <laughs> my it's a tribute to do well. The worst music. <laughs> the state <laughs> rests. Here's the thing, though. Going back to like the New Year's Eve thing this year, when they they showed Billy Joel playing, he's still got a good voice. Yeah. He still can bring the goods. Paul McCartney, other hand, was on SNL. He he's got no voice left. Yeah, but he just recently lost it because I actually on Palladia they had a concert from about from about ten years ago. Yeah, it sounded fantastic. No, but a couple of years actually no. When he played at the Olympics, he sounded like shit. Oh, well, screaming at Heather Mills. Yeah, exactly. He smoked so much pot. I mean, it's amazing as a smoke. smoke I guess what do you he mean still did. I don't know. Like, what, do you pull like a Stevie Nicks and just like shove it up his ass to uh, get the high? Or... <laughs> no, that was Susie Q's. <laughs> looking at Stevie Nicks these days. Ooh. She was on um, American Horror. I'm on Kevin. Marijuana Suppository. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she fit in perfectly. And she, and, she, and she certainly did. This, I, don't, I don't mind this song. There are, there are certainly 
Oh, oh, yeah. Way better. Oh, Wait, you know what it is? It's a karaoke class. It is. It is a karaoke class. There are better Billy Joel songs with this one. I do Wait. not mind. It's not too bad. I would say it's in the middle of this. This isn't offensive. You know I'd rather listen to this than a bottle of red and a bottle of white. I'd, I'd rather Actually, jump off of a bridge before. I'd rather listen to this than River of Dreams. I'd rather Nobody listen to no, this. No, God, no. I'd rather listen to this than Piano Man. No. Uh, no. Well, you know what it is? No, it's not a better song than Piano Man. It's just Piano, Piano Man. Man's it's just been done. You couldn't go to a college party in the 80s and the mid-90s mm. and not get Piano yeah, Man Piano put Man on Piano Man for me is not played to death. Oh, absolutely. Of course it is. Absolutely. But it's a good song. Yeah. It's still a good, it's still it's a good song. But it's a, it's a good song. Oh, it's a decent song. I just can't hear it anymore. Right, exactly. Right, that's fine. But like, Goodnight Saigon, on the other hand, you can listen to it all day, all night, right? Yeah. Uptown Girl. Uptown Girl. Oh, oh, number one song of his, yeah. Oh. Here, Billy, here's a wrench. Go dance around in this video. <laughs> okay, okay so, so remember how I backed you up on the Windwood thing? Yeah. yeah. I shut the window now. You, re- you rescind. I rescind it. It's over. Okay. Next. I don't know how you're going to be able to drive home with that knowledge. Yeah, I know. Just, just. <laughs> Just call me when you get home, okay? Let me know you get home, okay? I know it's going to be... I'm just going to drive into a pair of just, you know what You're going to be driving through your tears. You can sleep in Commander's Crate if you don't feel like you can get yourself home. For Ten bucks. That. Ten bucks. Look, let's get back to the bestiality thing. We don't want to go uh, there. Uh, we never started to the bestiality thing. You brought that up. No, it was brought up early to me. No, Mike brought it up. I briefly mentioned it, but I didn't... I briefly mentioned it, and I'd like to mention it again. No, he mentioned it again. No, I'm just mentioning the fact that it was brought up. All right, let's move on. radio right here. Yes. Yep. You haven't seen my ferret around in a while, have you? Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a good one. All right. Peaking at number three, no, Bette not. Midler's oh. The Rose. Oh, Oh, not only that, it is because I, I brought this up to Autumn, and she had this look on her face, and I'm like, why? Did they make you sing this in first grade? And she's like, no, high school. Oh, this was... Now, Uh-oh. I know Autumn's parents. Yeah. There is absolutely no way they didn't have this album oh, yeah. next to their Carol King records. There's no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. I, I, can, I can guarantee that. I just find it funny because this song is like, yeah, it's, it's a song you let first graders, you know, it's like their first chorus song. 
This movie, have you ever seen the movie The Rose? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Janis Joplin story, just without Janis Joplin. Well, that, that's oh. going to make sure that I'm going so to see She actually it. dies of a drug overdose. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Janis Joplin could turn a person's face to fucking stone. She was so ugly. Let's get another ugly woman a player. <laughs> Who weighs double what Janis did. Yeah, what was, she, what was she addicted to in it? Baloney? <laughs> Yeah, please. Ben, ben Miller doesn't even know what drugs look like. Please. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, oh. I guess That's like I saying guess Steve Winwood doesn't Bur- know what a keyboard is. When she covered Beast of Burden. Oh, my God. That, oh, that's a fucking awful song. Nick should be ashamed of himself. Absolutely. Among other things. Yeah, well, yeah. But here's the thing, Mike. Bette Midler, there are, Bette Midler has had several different types of careers. Her 70s career is vastly different from that Wind yeah. win Beneath My Wings career of oh, hers okay. now. It, ser- no, seriously, it is. She was playing like the bathhouses in San Francisco in the 70s, and then this came around. She actually got nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Yeah, she did. Um, it's yeah. pretty rough. It's so dated. But it's like that 80s kind of thing where nobody knew what the fuck is going on at all in the entire movie. And, like, no one decided to light a soundstage so you can yeah. see what's going on. A lot of pink, soft light. Yeah, oh, a lot of pink, soft light. A lot of crowd scenes. A lot scenes. of cocktail dresses. A lot of overdubbing of cars. A lot of plunging neckline. Yep. I haven't seen American Hustle yet, so let's not get into Amy yeah. Adams' double-sided neither tape. Neither right. Okay. I want to see it, though. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We've got um, oh, this one. We can kind of skip over if you have anything to say about it. Smokey Robinson's Cruisin', which peaked at number four. Don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's it's the original cruising before oh, Gwyneth uh, Paltrow and Huey Lewis ruined yeah. it. Um, I whoa! Wait, 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 wait! Don't make a don't, well, don't, don't mess with Huey Lewis. I I kind of have to. I kind of have to. Hey, he's got a bigger schlong than you do. I understand that. <laughs> wait a minute. I know. Um, yeah, you're gonna destroy my credibility. Right? <laughs> you have no credibility. <laughs> 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 no, it's just the fact that he just compared Andy's dick to. Lewis. Well, no, but Lewis has got bigger than one than anyone. How do you know? How do you know that? You saw the movie Shortcuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't see that. Well, oh. I saw him in concert. I mean, I'm sure he wore tight jeans and a jean jacket. No, I'm sure. <laughs> when did you see him? I'm sure. Is everybody else in the band still alive or relevant yes, or unemployed? Creepy bassist isn't it? The vampire Creepy bassist oh. is not in it. The drummer was still there and one of the guitarists, but not, Hey, not tell him the why you know. Why, I know Why you have so much... Which member of the news hit on you, Rebecca? What happened? Who did you meet? Oh, so we stayed. It was like this 40th... My friends and I turned 40. So it was like this 40th girls weekend thing. We went to the Cape, saw Huey Lewis. And so the hotel we were staying at was directly across from the Cape Cod Melody Town of oh, the hotel. No, no, but It wasn't no, the Cardinal no. Bottle, was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> but... Apparently, even now, Huey Lewis has groupies that follow him all over the country. So this guy, we, I was sitting there with my friends, um, Myrna and having drinks, and this guy comes over, you know, 
drunk out of his mind and starts talking about how telling us all about Huey Lewis and how he's buddies with Huey Lewis and has his phone number and he's calling him and that's how it is. No. But anyway, he was explaining as to why like some of the members of the band weren't there. So Chris Hayes, who was like the main guitarist, wanted to spend more time with his family. All that kind of stuff. That taxing news. What happened to Mario? He didn't say what happened to Mario. I think Mario was long gone before this guy started following him. Oh, okay. He was like a recent phone. Mario was kick-ass. Yeah, he was the one that was always smoking. Not yeah, he was. Huey Lewis is kick-ass. <laughs> he was like the he played like the vampire in one of the videos. Yes, he yeah. yeah, he's very creepy. Yes, he is. The creepy basis. Yeah. The creepy basis. The creepy vampire basis. Yes. Creepy basis, like um, Journey. Well, Journey. Well, they use a crouton face basis, but <laughs> he's creepy though. All right, let's move back onto this list here. Uh, with working my way back to you, forgive me, girls. Peaked at number two by the Spinners. I like that. Yeah, this is this is a wedding song. This is part of like that wedding. This is roll. This is roller rink. Yeah, it's a roller rink. Yeah, heavy uh, roller rink rotation. Late R and B type feel to it. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's it is you know. I got no problem with it. It's overplayed though. (laughs) What's that? Not anymore. Depending on which station you are. Working every day. That's right. The bassist to apologize. The, ba- the no, not the bassist. The bass singer and the R and B band that apologizes. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the tenor and the uh, alto, they ain't sorry, but I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> please, please make love. All right. Um. Now we've got peaking at number three. Uh, the remedy for boners: air supply with lost in love. Ugh. Oh my! This is a song where they let the horse-faced guitar player sing instead of like the the dwarf of the Jufro. <laughs> Lost in love and I don't know much. He gets to sing the climax. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets, yeah, he gets to finally sing it after he's like, he, you you're, "You're awful. You're just awful. Just play the guitar and look ugly. Not hot and attractive like me." Are they Australian? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I do. 
That was a wonderful I know. Really and I'm usually better. He's a fraud. You know, like this. You know, there's a couple mates in there. Because uh, right. <laughs> for all the Jeffrey Rush you've been forced to watch. Because he is Australian. Often mistaken as British. Yes, I know. Oh, I know. Just all targets to me anyway. What? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> you know what caught me what? about air supply was I remember they were on Solid Gold. All the friggin' time. Mm-hmm. There was like nineteen of them and what struck me was there was an Oriental in the band. Yeah. What? Yeah, there was an Oriental two guy. guys. No, no, they were the core band, but they had a backing band. Uh, in fact, on one of the albums cleaned up after the shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean after I mean I think it might have been this album. Like if you look at their album work, it's like yeah, you got the you know the dwarf of the Jufro and the horse face guitar player, and then like eighteen guys behind them standing in front of a building, which was you know. And an I'm air, sure that they're and a re- beautiful airbrushed <laughs> picture of them, like his, his, all looking in different directions with their hands in their jacket pockets. <laughs> is it an album from Arista Records or is it the Sears catalog? No one really knows. I actually like Air Supply. I don't like oh. I'm all out of love with them too, right? I'm all out of love. Yep. yep. And making love out of nothing at all. Yep, yeah. which is exactly what happens when you listen to <laughs> Air Supply because, yes. A, a chick isn't, I mean, I can't imagine any guy ever liking their music. Scientifically so, proven. Mike, 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 do you like Air Supply? No, no. Okay, so. Okay. Wait, you're, 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 you're what about Sister Wrong? I don't know. We'll have to ask yeah, him. Yeah. Rebecca, actually, Rebecca's right, though, because Autumn loves Air Supply. At least they're singles. She wouldn't go like deep tracks or anything yeah, like that. when they. What do you think about Air Supply? I, I believe that it's scientifically impossible to maintain an erection while listening to them. Well, i got to say, Andy, I'm a little surprised. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So anyway, moving on. Oh, this, this actually kicked off the 80s number one tunes. What? Casey and the Sunshine Band spent a week at number one with Please Don't Go. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Actually, it's not so much the Casey, it's the Sunshine Band part where it's like, you've got to be a made-up band. you really got to be like the monkey. Someone made this up for a television show, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> You're appearing on what's happening, right? This oh. is just a band. I want to know what Casey stood for. Um, King Crimson? No. That's no, nice. if only. Nice. What's his name? What's his name? Kenny <laughs> Chesney. <laughs> 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 I can't remember what his name is. Well, Wikipedia. I Actually, I pulled the video. I pulled the video for this. This guy has a collar that he could honestly go hang gliding on. <laughs> he actually kind of lives locally too. Like, locally here, really? Huh? I so. Well, maybe he took up a residence in Bobby Boris Pickett's old home. He, ha- he has been in the liquor store that I work at. Oh wow! Really? Not when I was there. No. Do you think I would let him get out? No, probably not, yeah. Uh, please, please, don't want to sign this wine bottle. His name is Harry Wayne Casey. Ah. His last name is Casey. Um, Casey. Oddly enough, after his surrender at Appomattox, Robert E. Lee joined Casey in the Sunshine Band. (laughs) (laughs) So. Uh, Wikipedia is so reliable. Yep. 
Hmm. That's another situation I like this band. They were they were originally song. called Casey and the Sunshine Junkanoo Band. They got rid of Junkanoo. <clears throat> really? Good Someone idea. Oh. Them? Does that? Does yes. that? That would make or break the Junkanoo project yeah. or something. From Harley Davidson and the Junkanoo Man both decided to <laughs> they do have litigate the music. I, want, I, I know they, they do. I think someone should make uh, a new band. And guess what their downfall is precipitated by? Wow. Cocaine. Oh, really? Yeah. Who would have thought that? Uh, okay. So, uh, next up. Oh, it's it's uh, Jim's favorite song. One Week at Number One. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I've got to be honest with you. If I was on a boat yeah. and that song came on, I wouldn't turn it off. Really? Oh it's got God. this beautiful uh, cartonic... Guitar. You're, you're of course talking about uh, sailing by Christopher Cross. I am talking about it. York Beach, and the song comes on. Here's turn, the thing: you're not going to turn it off. It's an easy song to make fun of, but it is a tough song to hate. I, I agree with you. Song. I think that the it, no, I'm saying it's a tough song to hate it's because so of that guitar unique. thing, like and so it's, it's so pretty. Like you can you can see like the reflection of the water and the ceiling and stuff like that. It's a song that I can't. I'm ashamed afterwards. Yeah, well, that's Did you do some drugs before you came on the air. No, I like the NSYNC version better. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> moving on. You like oh, Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Don't Deb, lie. I do like Justin Timberlake. I don't like that. I can't keep up with it. I can't keep this song in my head. Yeah. I, I like oh. hear it and I like remember it, and then yeah. like the next day I think of sailing. And I'm like, no, that's the sticks version. Yeah. You know what's song. weird though? He looks like Black Francis from the Pixies. He does look like Black Francis from the Pixies. But you were talking about Rupert Holmes earlier and how he would have ever had a career after MTV. Yeah. I was at a CVS once, and... Christopher um, Cross was serving you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was this song. I think it might have... Actually, it might have been Run Like the Arthur? Wind. The one from Arthur? Uh, or that one. It was another one of his songs. It could have been... Um, never been the same that you know, You know, whatever one. Um, and this guy is telling his son, who could have been more than eight years old. Yeah, this is Christopher Cross. MTV pretty much killed his career because he wasn't good looking enough for videos. And like, <laughs> I'm like getting a bag of that, chips. That and this is, it, this is the actual conversation. This is the actual conversation. I'm listening to this guy expounding to his kid. 
That, that's something you would have done. MTV killed this guy's career. <laughs> and you broke out laughing, didn't you? I was. Yeah. I stifled. Hey, oh, my God, did I stifle. It's no coincidence that, you know, like, troglodytes like Dr. Hook and all these other guys never had careers after MTV. Pretty much. Millsap. Oh, God, Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie Millsap, to me, looks like a big bowl of pudding with sunglasses on. <laughs> Time to go back to the Master's Cave and build the monsters. It's, it's kind of like how, you know, when movies became talkies, all the silent movies. Oh, yeah, talk. all the bad actors get Yeah, because their voices were sucked. Yes. They look the parts for the inside. No, it, it, but it is, I mean, so, I mean it, it is not aged well. No! So dated. I mean, you hear it now. I mean, it'd be like us hearing... The Charleston, right? <laughs> heard I mean, it's really old indeed, but it has it's it, it can only be listened to at a certain time in certain places. Yeah. that's it. That's a fact. It's yeah. like when B Mix is by himself in his bedroom when he puts on some candles. Yeah, and shuts the door. I remember one time you had brought up the song oh. as being essentially it's the. You know, essentially the whole thing is just about well, it's not really about sailing. It's about you know laying in a bathtub, open up a couple of wrists. Open up a vein. Open up a vein. Where's he going? Huh? Like, where's he sailing to? To where just, he's going. He's That's where he's going. He's, he's just sailing to where he's going. Hope he's not like the basis for Loverboy who oh, sailed out to the middle of the Pacific Ocean and got eaten by a Baltic squid. You're talking about cor- chorus songs, Autumn Chorus. Yeah. I can't sing, but I happen to be in the chorus and we sang the song in chorus. Oh. You sang the song in chorus? Mm-hmm. There was. I actually know the words. For our senior talent show, a girl actually did this song on keyboards, and she actually had pre-programmed, like, a drum track for it. Actually, it wasn't bad. Did she sing it along? She sang along with it. This was, like, ni- this is early, early 1990s. How do you remember that? I just remember, because it was, like, I was, I was actually because very impressed. it's a memorable it. song. Yeah. You don't have to like it, but you will never no, 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 it's not a memorable song, I'm, because I keep being ex- uh, confused with sticks. Well, that's just you, Mike. I yeah, you Mike. Mike. I, I would have to. I would. I, there is a definite but, delineation between the sticks version. And, I know, but I, every time, time I try, Arno go flow too. Every time, <laughs> every time I try to think of how this song that. goes, it just come sail away. No, no, that's not come yeah. sail away. Come sail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot remember how this song goes because it it keeps getting mixed up with uh, sticks. That sounds like a challenge to me, sir. Challenge accepted. Oh, All right. Um, next up, uh, four weeks at number one, Upside Down by Diana Ross. How she was feeling after her Valium roll. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Roller Kingdom classic. Yeah. So, uh, very sample. This is also, yeah, this yeah, is also her mo- her 
best-selling song of all time in her entire yeah. career. This is the biggest-selling thing that she ever did. Yes. Wow. This outsold the Supremes. That outsold all that other that, that stuff she had done. What about the song she did with Gene Simmons? No, that one. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the exception that proves the rule. Of course. Um, the son is now engaged to Ashley Simpson. Did you see that? I did not see that. Wow. She Sarah can do better. Gene Simmons. So two well. two magic uh, musical families merging. I know, huh? Well, how wow. did that work for the for um, Greg Allman and Cher? Oh yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cher woke up and went, oh, boy, oh my cataracts fell off. Holy shit! Well, she's married to Sonny Bono before that. Yeah, I know. Look at this dirty hippie! Wow. <laughs> that was an upgrade. Great <laughs> omen. Yeah! Fool me once, shame on me! <laughs> you don't remember when we got down there and slopping the hogs? So, and the thing is, you are an Almond Brothers fan, and you are I a Bono. I always yeah. remember the, the Family Guy part with Greg Almond. Like uh, Peter's in his bed, and he's like, "Grandma, Grandma, what'd you do when uh, life gets you down?" Uh, I did a lot of drugs. Got married to a broad named Cher. I wouldn't recommend either one. <laughs> yeah, Greg didn't, didn't do any drugs, did he? No. They had Josh Brolin playing Greg Allman on like an episode of SNL. It's back when Amy Poehler was like super, super pregnant. Oh, when you do? No, 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 no. Last no. week. <laughs> That was the... Because uh, they were doing No Angel. I'm no Angel. I don't think he's supposed to be Greg Allman, though, is he? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was Greg Allman. He sang I'm No Angel. No, but he no. Was, no, they were just in a bar. They were yeah. the playing the song. But, and Charles then he's Charles like, I'm Charles Greg Allman. Oh, uh, and she was like... He actually says, I'm Greg Allman. Big belly, which is <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> She's like, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Obviously, we have nothing to say about Upside Down, so let's move on to another song I'm probably sure we don't have much to say about. Three Weeks at Number One, Woman in Love by Barbara Streisand. And Barry, and Barry Gibb. Is this from a movie? I don't think so. No, this is. I think this is Bab's attempt to be relevant in the eighties. <laughs> I think it's called. I think the. Yeah, I know it's. A, it's. It's. A, Wait a second. I just Barry wanna... Gibb wrote it. Jim. It's from the album "Songs from Barry yeah. Gibb's uh, Giant Tuft of Chest Hair." Jim. Jim. Album? I just have to stop you for one second. Okay, everybody, hold what? on your seats. B Mix hates this song. There's a shot. I know. He gave it the big thumbs down. Is I know. Really? Oh my god. god. You know it'd be hysterically <laughs> funny if Robin Gibb came in and beat the shit out of BX right now. <laughs> well, Robin's dead. Yeah, that would be funnier. I've been dead for years. <laughs> no. No. I don't know. Really, the only the race having the only thing I laugh at when Jimmy Fallon is ever on TV the worst, now. The worst thing is, I swear that. This album is probably in my house on vinyl. I would guarantee that it's on everybody's, it's except mom, for... Because my mom probably had it. So it's probably supposed to and very good. Yeah, and, and it, was and a, it was a duet. Diana it was Ross a, you heard it. Yeah. Uh, sure and Diana Ross, I, I know for a fact, is in my house. I'm sure it is. Diana Ross. On vinyl. Candy's a big Diana Ross 
she was a big Supreme fan. I don't know if she'd like the real disco cokehead thing, but <laughs> oh, she seems like the type, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Might explain a few things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up on the list. Oh, oh, this one. This one shares the title with "Call Me." Uh, six weeks at number one. What? Which one? Lady. Oh, Kenny Rogers. Lady, I'm your knight in shining armor, and I love you. You have made me what I am, and I am yours. My love, there's so many ways I want to say. I love you Let me hold you in my arms Forevermore You have gone And made me such a fool I'm so lost in your love Every time I think of Kenny Rogers, the first thing I think of is that tan suit. Yeah. Well, it, it, no, no, that's not, that's not Kenny Rogers. That's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no, that's a white suit. Yeah, that's the a white suit. Guy. But he's got, a, he's got like a baby face and, a, and, and an old man's beard. No, I, mean, just, yeah, no, I know. Well, he wants a baby face. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Doesn't he have like the Barry like Manilow shine? He looks like a fucking Pez dispenser now. <laughs> That dispenses rotisserie chicken. Of right. course. Not anymore, though. We lost that franchise a long time ago. Did you know those are delicious? Really? I had Kenny Rogers. Did you? Were they good? Time. It was delicious. I only had the opportunity to eat there once, and I didn't. The botulism was worth it, but it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is, for me, this is like, um, you're talking about... Botulism? Sail, no. sailing. sailing, yeah. This is like, I always get oh. this lady confused with Lionel Richie lady. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. It doesn't sound that, anything alike. That's far more funkier than this Rogers one. Rogers song sounds oh like Erlano Richie song. That's one of my favorite videos. Is what? the lady video with the, with the Commodores and the dogs? Oh, yeah. They're wearing the shorts. Oh, that's one of the They go up their field? crotch. You're just waiting for one of the dogs to slip out. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean you, you're waiting to hear the bang. Yeah, but this is like I mean Kenny Rogers being at number one for six weeks on the oh, pop charts. Yeah, I mean that that was the eighties for you. This yeah, was well, you know what the gambler even that song. Oh gosh, oh, I don't even know. I, I that was a good song. I like Gambler. Yeah, everybody no, remember the thing. Yeah, Here's the thing: people love the Gambler just like you love things from your childhood because it is a song written for children about guys who have spent their entire life. 
gambling for money and yeah, probably I, yeah. I've That's watched exactly. the gambler movies. All I'm right. sure you have. Whoa, 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 whoa! You've watched them plural. Plural. There's like five there of them. Four of them. Yeah, well, see, no, 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 I think wow, there are five. Wait, back in the theater? No, no. no back, yo, back in the eighties. I remember them. Back in the eighties. Do you remember? No, Marlon Olson must have shown up. Oh, I'm sure. CBS. This is back in the day when like they would do these made-for-TV movies. CBS, and I guarantee it's CBS. I don't it even was, know that for a fact. No, it guarantee it. Was. It was. Oh, hit songs like "You Light Up My Life" was a made-for-TV movie. Exactly, exactly. He, but that's his co-star, and at least girl, two or three of them was Bruce Boxleitner. No oh, God. <laughs> no, that was Lonesome Duck. Oh Jesus! You're all Lonesome Duck. Yeah. If I was a nutty, you probably wasn't. Mm. Oh no, no. I'm yeah, sorry. That's something yeah, we need to. He's the expert in the gambling. Right there, y'all. That's. Gambler 4 was the best one. He also had Reba McIntyre in it. The best one. Is there Gamble any 4. chance that he eventually gets killed by Comanche warriors? Nope. Nope. Oh, then they so suck. basically, is this like a long video? Each movie's like a long video? Yeah, it's, it, yeah each one's like... like yeah, the chicanery song. happens. I'm yeah, sure the third one, they brought in a kid. There's got to be an orphanage somewhere oh, yeah. that needs to be a saving. Combination of like Karma Chameleon video? <laughs> <laughs> it's all on a riverboat. They were doing a t- TV as like two-part movie, so then... Yeah. so like. By the way, can I just say something about the Karma Chameleon video quickly? That video is horseshit. There is no way... In 1820, would no they ever allow a cross-dressing <laughs> Brit on one of their fucking boats? First, they never, wouldn't allow a Brit. Never mind, Mikey, be the bass player. Oh, yeah. Never mind, Mikey, the bass player. Exactly. Who are you serving, boy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know that is Mike. That is something that needs to come back. The crappy made-for-TV yeah. movie. Have, have any of you guys watched um, the Spoils of Babylon? On IMC. No, but that's the, that's the Will Ferrell one, Yeah, right? it's exactly like this. It's a spoof of those awful made-for-TV... That's when I was trying to think of the name. You know, Kristen m- Wiggs in it or something. Oh, like it's hilarious. It. It's so... I just remember, like, the Winds of War and all yeah. these these gigantic <laughs> books that were turned into awful well, miniseries. The War isn't that bad. What are you talking the about? Thorn what the Thornbirds, yeah. yeah. There's Forbidden Love, well, Incest. Yeah, they are doing a remake of um, Flowers in the Attic. Yeah, they're also Why doing. They're, History Channel is remaking Roots. What? Why? With, Why? 50, with 50 Cent. So, Seriously? No. Are they going to have Danny Glover? No, Kevin Hart. I'm kidding. Why would they remake that? Like, Bow Wow. <laughs> Bow Wow. Will Smith's kid? The surviving member of Criss Cross. I think his name is Chris. No, it's Cross. It's Cross, okay. All right, we got one more song to talk about before we move on here to other things. One week at number one, it, it unseated lady, uh, just like starting over John Lennon. Um, that's double fantasy, right? Yeah, this was this was right after he died. Well, this we know what that's about. Yeah, great song. But we know what that's about. His, his um, solo stuff is as good as his Beatles. Stuff. No, I, I agree. I love it. I really love this song, and it's a good. You know what? It sounds corny. It's a good swan song. You know what I like about it though? It's after he died. Yeah, but it, it was. It's an, it's kind of a it's you know up tempo happy song. Yeah. You know, and it's, 
you get like a happy memory for of them. Yeah, exactly. Instead of away. them releasing some bullshit some song. Sad <laughs> song, it's... and then we all jumped off a bridge. I'm going to finish recording this song after you take me wife out to dinner, and then it just ends. <laughs> yeah, no, but. Pete had brought this up. This is actually like one of the first like traumatic memories I remember. I remember eating my breakfast. My mom go got to the door to get the paper and then screaming, "Oh my god!" So I thought I thought so your happen. mom didn't watch Monday Night Football. Then. Well, not only that, there's no. <laughs> no, there she didn't watch Monday. It wasn't a 24-hour news cycle in those days. That's yeah, exactly. Read the paper. Exactly. We right, you know, we had the Boston Globe, and she's like, she just lost her mind. She was a more of a George fan anyway, but there's nothing wrong. With yeah, Pete makes is a Ringo fan. No, I'm not. <laughs> Which would make sense with his bizarre crab dance. I'm not Pete Best fan myself. Oh. <laughs> uh, that friend. doesn't surprise anybody. I like I like the solo works of Stu Sutcliffe That's myself. <laughs> no, nope. without my head and other tracks like Should I See a Doctor About This? Oh, God. <laughs> for, for the record, I am a George. I am too. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. died. Well, yeah, there we go. Well, all right, so, after all, well, so, so the only ones we got left are Paul and uh, Ringo. Ringo. Yep. See? So, and you know what? Because Ringo is going to be the last one. I pre- yeah, I preordained that already. He's going to be the last one. So he will get, when he dies, he's going to get more news coverage than all the other three combined. Yeah, because he'll be the last well, Beatle. I don't know. I think John Lennon got a lot of that's, coverage. That's because, yeah, no, but yeah, just imagine the last Beatle, that, Rebecca. That's Paul will inherit all of the power. He already has. No, he's, he, he's, gonna, he's like the Highlander. He's like Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> he just like he tears off the head, just like sucks out their essence from their 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 neck. Just I'm sorry, Ringo, but there can be only one. <laughs> there is only one. Yeah. Only so, one. all right, Jim. What other songs we got on the on this list here? That's all we have. Dude, wasn't ter- you brought up a terrible single you wanted to bring up? Something about it's nothing on our list. It was something you had brought up early, like you and I were on the phone. It was something about like a, you know having sex with a fourteen year old. Oh, oh Benny Mardonis. Benny Mardonis. Oh. oh yeah, what was the song called? Oh, into the night. Into the night. Oh, well, we it got a, re-released. A we few had a times. debate about. We this. had a debate about it, and I was right. Oh okay. So um, was I. So is he, oh. he, it's sex with a fourteen no, year old. Thirteen years old. Not on the list. It said Benny Mardonis into the night, and I said this song came out when I was in college. Why is this on this list? I specifically remember. <laughs> And then so we had a, and he's like, no, 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 I remember. So we looked it up, and it was re-released. If you listen nah. to it, it is not a mid late eighties song. It is no. definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. about as fucking pervert. sixteen years old. I mean, he's basically saying, hey, I've got a drill, and I'm drilling eye holes in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> She's only nine years old. So it's no different than when you're doing seventeen. No. So that that's another one of those um, afternoon delight songs. It's a very pretty, melodic song. The guy's a phenomenal voice, and he's just just, he's just singing about it. He's unfortunately a pedophile. Yeah, that 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 song falls into my category of the afternoon delight songs. They're very catchy. They're very, but if you listen to lyrics, what the fuck am I hearing? Yeah, Yeah, especially especially you know if you know especially with the uh, Starland Vocal Band or whatever the hell their name was, (laughs) that someone actually had sex with a woman named Taffy in that band. (laughs) So. Rebecca, you've got a list there of songs. Please indulge well, us with some well, of the singles. Is, this was the top 100. All right. And so a lot of things have been mentioned. But um, I, wanted, I wanted to shout out for my husband, Emotional Rescue by the Rolling Stones. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, actually, I fucking hate that what? song. I don't... Mick and his falsetto. You will be mine, you will be mine. Your night in shining armor. He sounds like Mike Myers doing a <laughs> Mick Jagger impersonation of him. 
No. I, it's not my... I just don't like disco disco stoves. You don't like some girls? <laughs> you don't like Shatter? <laughs> Shatter's okay. Okay. When the whip I, comes I, down, right. you don't like when the whip comes down? Um, uh, you go, go, <laughs> oh, no, don't bring up the Harlem Shuffle. shuffle. Oh, get, get out of here no, right now. I'm kicking you out of the Ethiopian no, everything, everything after... Uh, tattoo you. Tattoo you is... This is we sit down the same thing. I like this. I love that song. I just, it's just something about, and part what of it is the, it's, it's, it's the Mick Paul Settle. It's seriously, it's, yeah. honestly, it sounds like Fallon, it like, is, trying not, to be funny. It's not yeah. their I best. Don't. It's not their best. It has a great bass line in it. Oh, yeah, no, that's. In, in the, the, just the rhythm section alone. They always have great rhythm section. Yeah. As long as it's a good bass line, Jim likes it. Yes. There you go. That's okay. All right. What else? I also yeah. want to I'm going to some of the worst songs ever that has a good bass line. I'm going to make you listen to that. Classic rock with different people performing it, or modern versions of the solo acts. Pete Townsend, "Let My Love Open the Door." That's a good song. I always Let enjoy. Let my it. love open the door to your bum. <laughs> Speaking of opening a door, coming out of the closet <laughs> by a step. Um, "Daydream Believer" by Anne Murray. Oh God. <laughs> Talk about, oh. talk about crappy dentist music with Ann Murray. Is there a song on there? Can you find a Paul Anka song? I think it's like Paul Anka or... I think it is Paul Anka. There's a song. It's on the top of the Hot 100. And it's like him and his 19-year-old daughter singing the love song. With, Dara, with Dara Sadaka. Thank you. Should have never let you go. Yep. It's a, it's a love song he's singing to his daughter. It's like, it's like Red Ships from Spain. <laughs> Oh, Will Ferrell no, but, and Augusta no, and Alec Baldwin. No, but who is he being? He's being Robert Goulet. He's being Robert, Robert Goulet. Goulet. Anybody find it odd that he was singing a romantic love song to his daughter? Because <laughs> she has the same sunglasses. <laughs> well, it's like in the face I say that he was Michael Jackson. And, and uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, they're such fucking freaks. You'd expect that, though. <laughs> um, there's, what else? There's a Peaches and Herb song. Ooh. I Pledge My Love. No, it's like nope. Pledge My Love. I don't know that one. Okay. But I had to mention this because I don't know if it's his first appearance on um, the Billboard charts, but I Want to Be Your Lover by Prince. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's That's his first album. Yeah. So That's, got, yeah, we're going early. That, I had to bring that up because... Obviously... Was this back when he was a little, boy, a little white boy? Actually, you know what? We're going to be doing a lot more talking about Prince when we get to our 19, Music of 1984 yeah. show this year because... Purple Rain. Uh, nothing happened to Prince in 1984. Nothing at all. Bitches. <laughs> what else you got? Um, the only one was Babe by Styx, which we happened to Babe, be, happened to be watching uh, They're Behind the Music. Oh, yeah. Okay. He got he got like a year's worth of unlimited slap and tickle because he sang a song about his wife. <laughs> He's still well, married to lady, well, I know. The original one he wrote about his wife was Lady. Lady. There's oh. another one I confused yeah. with Lady and Lady. Um, <laughs> Do you think that they were actually just consciously going around finding titles of songs like, you know what? We'll screw up everybody's perceptions. Lady, babe, <laughs> sailing. Um, but yeah, so babe, and um, that's kind of a shout out to Bill McCarthy if he's listening. Oh, he's a big God. Fan. Oh, I like Sticks too. Oh, yeah, but I, I didn't you're prefer big, the Tommy Show. You're a big Mr. Roboto fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got a great bass line. Don't worry, Gato. Yeah, the Tommy Shaw stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. What else you got? Anything else? Yeah, that's too much. Get a couple more then before we move on. on my hands. Um, there's actually a duet from, of Barbara Streisand and Donna, Donna Summer. Oh. No more tears. Enough is enough. For a second there, I thought you were going to see Don Rickles. Oh, enough is enough is enough. Isn't that it? I don't know. 
Fame by Irene Cara. Yep, that won the Oscar mm-hmm. that year. Oh, did it? Yeah. Who also was in the Blues Brothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my favorite Genesis songs, Misunderstanding. That's a good song. Good song. That is a very, good, very song. good song. Um, a better my a better Billy Joel song, You May Be Right, as opposed Ooh, to yeah. That is a good song. As yeah. opposed to Still Rock and Roll, which isn't terrible, but, you know. Um, oh, for all you oh, Super God. Tramp fans out there, take Ooh. the long way home. Oh. Mm. <laughs> and they hit the album Breakfast in America. But it's a good baseline. And a couple of bad Sorry. Fleetwood Mac songs. Oh, oh boy. Tusk. What? Oh, Tusk. Oh, what? Tusk. You it, has, it has a trombone in it. Great <laughs> <laughs> baseline. USC band. Sarah? I don't even know that one. Sarah. Sarah. In the sea of love. Wait, wait, wait. Meh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you mean she sounds like a goat being strong. Yeah. So she sings that one. Yeah. I think she has a better voice than Christine McVie. Oh, absolutely. I think Christine McVie But that, that's what happens when you're shoving all that coke up your ass, you know? <laughs> you think she's got a better voice than Christine Yeah. yeah. Christine McVie sounds like John McVie when she sings. Her voice is boring. Yeah. I think her voice is boring, but I think her voice is better than the nanny goat. Yeah. At least she has some character to it. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. I, but... um, I think Stevie Nicks is a better performer, like with her twirls and her... Boy, that's well, she, and the fact that they're coming up as Fleetwood Mac's look, you got like some Hollywood director with like big glasses and a scarf going, okay, we're going to put you in these see-through schmeezes and you're going to spin them around. Gold! And you're going to play in front of this ogre of a drummer. But here's the thing, you got to have sex with the ogre. Yeah, and she did. <laughs> oh. I think she single-handedly had sex with every member of that band while they were recording Rumors. Even John Probably. I wouldn't put it past her. I mean, man, if you were in Fleetwood Mac, though, and, you, and if, if he was breathing, if John, what is it, if Mick Fleetwood was breathing heavy, he'd suck you right up. Yeah. Fucking just, just don't forget, he was also in the running room. That's right, he was. Anyway, let, let's... Yes, he was. This was quite the interesting conversation. <laughs> 81 is essentially going to be the same show, so we'll just uh, cut to the chase there. But let's move on to um, some segments. Uh... So uh, let's start off with stupid, stupid. Uh, Mike. Yeah. What... <laughs> Talk about what happened last week. Did okay. you see it? Um, Are you there? No, no. I, I wish it was. Well, Rebecca Stephanie usually is. Oh, she wasn't there this year. She didn't go this year. Oh. Well, no, because she just had baby. She... she had a baby six months ago. That's yeah, the... but it's yeah, six months still. Oh. Anyway, at, at the uh, at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, the uh, Samsung panel was opened. By, by guest speaker Michael Bay. Ah, and ah. apparently, uh-huh. apparently he completely freaked out because the uh, the teleprompter was on, and he just said, "I just can't do this and walk." Up. Yeah, I actually you know, think it would have been more awesome though if someone's like, "Are these TVs going to make your movies look any better?" Fuck you! That's how they're going to look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he just. I, I think he panicked oh. because there were no expo- explosions going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't. He didn't. Like, I can't do this. Get he, he ran to the back of the, st- you know, b- b- backstage where Bumblebee took a leak on him and <laughs> he jumped. He had to sit off a bunch of firecrackers. <laughs> Explosion! Oh, happy! I guess I like when things pee on me. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was in Vegas. Oh. I'm sure he could have found something like that. By the way, isn't Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out this summer? Yes. I believe it is. With yes. Megan Fox as April O'Neil, and the t- the tur- turtles are more aliens than and, they are. Um, and it- the Shredder is being played by, um... 
Oh, do tell. Me. Oh, oh, who isn't Shredder? It's not Kevin Nash, is it? No. He the, he the, <laughs> no, he played Shredder. He played the Super Shredder in, in Tur- I, Turtles I know 2. He did. I know he it, did. It's not going right to after they scared Vanilla Ice off it's the not stage. Be, Shredder is not going to be a Japanese guy. He's going to be Colonel Schrader, a white general. So he's going to be played by, um, what's his name from uh, Spider-Man, who played uh, Jameson. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I'm kidding. Jesus. Actually, that'd be hilarious. Be funny, but, oh. I can't think of that guy's name now. God damn it. No, I can't either. I wish he had a fashion connection here. Jeez. No, it's, it's okay. It's just a neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, shall we move on while you look that up and you can just interrupt us? Oh, we're going to talk about Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on to Trailer Park where we're going to be talking about the Lego movie. Morning apartment. Ready to start the day. Jumping jacks. Hit them. One. Two. Three. I am so pumped up. Yes. Overpriced coffee. That's $37. Awesome. Everything is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love this song. Everything is awesome. Ah, no, guys, wait up. Come with me if you want to not die. What is happening? You're the special. And the prophecy states that you're the most important person in the universe. That's you, right? Uh, yes. That's me. Relax, everybody. I'm here. Batman? Awesome! Who are you here to see? I'm here to see your butt. Oh, my gosh. First try. My fellow master builders. Hello! Lord Business plans to end the world as we know it. There is yet one hope. The special has arisen. I know what you're thinking. He is the least qualified person to lead us. And you are right. Looking pretty funny. Yeah, it, it, actually, yeah. Autumn Autumn said she saw the trailer for it when uh, she saw Frozen. And she said I it just too. it looks... Did you, see, did you like Frozen? I love Frozen. I haven't seen it yet. You'll like it. I know. I, I, I actually, I actually just started watching. I <clears throat> uh, okay. I, I can't say anymore because uh, you went the Gibbons route, didn't you? Then they might be listening. Yes, they might be listening. Yeah. Um, this I looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It really does. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they, Lego has done such a good job over the years of mm-hmm. just really giving kids and adults a good, fun thing to watch. I mean, it got Chris Pratt playing like this, like happy-go-lucky yeah. Lego guy. You got um, Bat- Lego Batman play- uh, being voiced by Will Arnett. Yeah. You got Lego <laughs> Superman being voiced by Channing Tatum. Ooh, you got- Eddie. Uh, I know. I'm not going to watch that. You got Lego <laughs> Wonder Woman being voiced by uh, Colby Smother- uh, Smulder. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Um, Will Arnett's Batman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got um, Batman. Will Arnett. Uh, yeah. The main villain is going to be... Uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, yeah. Lord President by Will Ferrell. And Liam Neeson also voices? Yes. Liam Neeson is going to be... Uh, Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> I love watching Liam Neeson show up at award ceremonies now because he just plays like stoic and angry. Oh, and, and Morgan Freeman is playing like the the, the Lego mystic. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. Morgan Freeman can't can't get a woman pregnant. He just smiles and a baby is born <laughs> in a field full of kittens. It's <laughs> true facts about Morgan Freeman. It's hilarious. No, no, it isn't. All right. 
So uh, let's move on to some shills. Uh, Mike, you want to start us off? What do you What do you get to shill this week? Um, let's move on. No, you don't even I, know. I, no, no, I, I, well, I have something. But oh, okay. I can't think of it. Dmix, you got nothing. Got nothing. nothing at all. James nothing. changed his underwear this week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, that's a yeah. momentous thing. That'll I, be up I, online later on. I did shower. James, this cheetah skin thong will be on. The... <laughs> um, I, this is probably not new. But uh, my wife and I just finished watching Orphan Black, and it is definitely worth oh, watching. Yes, I've yeah, heard very that. good show. Very good show. Um, the girl should have won a Golden Globe. She plays like twelve different characters in it. She's phenomenal. <laughs> I would like really to see that. Really good. It's just it's one of those things with me is aren't enough hours in the day <coughs> to watch all the shows Actually, that I've been told I, I really have it should on watch. I mean, let you borrow it. It's on Netflix too. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I heard it's excellent, and she's also playing Tom <laughs> Haverford's girlfriend on the. What I'm assuming are just going to be the last couple of throwaway episodes of Parks and Recreation. Well, I thought she really was his girlfriend. No, no. She's just playing Tom's girlfriend in, oh. on the show. Wait, that's... Uh, oh! Perhaps not on the phone. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, she's not on it yet. No, yeah, she, she is. She was... They, when they went to the roller rink and they stole the teddy bear from uh, Anne. Oh, that was her? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Hmm. But we weren't watching the show then. Yeah. I don't think when we saw that. When was that episode? Oops. This year. Well, the way they've been broadcasting Parks and Rec was probably two months ago. And... I was going to say, there was a new one recently, but there was just one. There was one last week. Or, yeah, there was one last. episodes la- back to back. You know what? I've lost track yeah, at this know. point anyway, because it's just, they're ju- I think they're just working this season out, the letting one, Anne and the Chris one leave. The and... doctor? Yeah. That's her? Okay. Yeah. Definitely when she first came on, we weren't watching Orphan from Black yet. That's fine. Anyway. Good. All right. Orphan so, Black is very good. I have a very good podcast I have to show called How Did This Get Made? It's on uh, Earwolf.com. You can also check it out on Stitcher and iTunes. It's Paul Shearer and uh, Jason Manzakis from The League. And what they do is they take terrible movies and they deconstruct them. And it is hilarious. I just, actually on my way in, I started watching, uh, listening to Spider-Man 3, where they say that apparently only six people live in New York because the entire movie is just based on coincidences. Peter just happens to be at, yeah exactly. Peter just happens to be at the park where the symbiote shows up. Um, I heard one for Batman and Robin where they brought in a guy from DC Com- or actually it's Marvel Comics to talk oh. about it, and they were just going insane about like. And uh, Alfred's sister um, looks to be about his age, so I don't know if she had this kid. Uh, I saw demolition. They had one on Demolition Man. <laughs> Murder, death, kill. That's a lot harder to say than murder. Why would you change that? And what did toilet paper do to contribute to violence in uh, Los Angeles at the time that they had to change to three seashells? Are there any old people in, you know, around that remember toilet paper being way easier? Bill Cobb. Huh? The, Bill Cobb, yeah, exactly. Bill Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> the only one. But, it's like, but the, the best part about it was this theory that Sandra Bullock's character is um, Stallone's daughter but they never really get around to revealing it yet. Oh, <laughs> it's like, okay, so he, he lost his wife in the earthquake. Maybe his daughter, because they never revealed her name, maybe she got adopted by somebody, and oh my God, he fucked his daughter. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, exactly. And they refer to um, Wesley Snipes' character as a maniac, which I think might have another term in that... <laughs> <laughs> it is seriously. I have I have enjoyed every episode I've, I've heard. They did Birdemic, oh, which was great. They did uh, the Room. I have one. Have they done Breaker Breaker? 
They have no Breaker Breaker. They have Jim Cotta on there, though. Oh, And really? Cobra. Oh, wow. Seriously. Go <laughs> on Stitcher. Yeah. Just find it. It is. It's on the Airwolf.com site as well. It is hilarious. By the way, I found out who's playing um, Shredder in in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. William Fitchner. Fitch, oh, Fitchner. Fitchner. Who's he even after? Who's that? He was... You would know him. Uh, you would, you yeah. know him from the opening scene of The Dark Knight where, um, yeah, where Heath Ledger yeah. stuck a grenade in his mouth. Yep. <laughs> Guess what, though? Shredder is supposed to be Oroku Saki. Not General Schrader. Oh, yeah, this is yeah, not... He, no, no, no. 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 He's, he didn't get the... Uh, he didn't... Michael Bay isn't allowed to make the turtles as aliens, so he's going to the next best plan. It, you know, seriously, is it too much for me? Is it cruel to me to wish that, you know, the fans of whatever property he rapes will actually, like, find his home and tear him to pieces like a pack of wild dogs? I'd be cool with that. All right, cool. Anyway, What do you, yes. what do you got? What do you got, Mike? Um, You've been <clears throat> waiting, so... Yes, yes. I picked up... Um, the Ratchet and Clank collection for PlayStation 3. And how is it? It is extremely fun. It is extremely hard. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those, you know, the classic, you know, those classic PlayStation 2 games that they upgraded and they right, right. made. Kind of like with how Nintendo did or Ocarina of Time. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, I mean, basically, it's, the big thing is that you get all these crazy weapons. Um, you get, like, you know, you get, like, you know, Super like space shotguns type things, but you also get like uh, the morph gun where you can turn your enemies into chickens or sheep. Oh, now I'm hearing it. Hello. What? No, I like weapons that turn people into chickens. Yeah, yeah. and like um and like some of the newer uh, some of the more recent Ratchet and Clank games, you can like throw out this this bomb that becomes a disco ball, and all the enemies suddenly start going getting down to disco dancing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's they're they're a very fun, very it's like so he doesn't think it's cool by the way. Very no, yeah, very fly, very fly, humorous fly. games. Um But they if you really want to get like hundred percent on them, they can be frustrating as hell. Alright. No, Damn you ratchet and clown. Wait, so this is the PlayStation three, not the four. PlayStation three, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um oh by the way, one last thing I have to show real quick. Uh podcast, uh podbean.com actually Named us one of our, our their featured podcasts. Yay! Yay! We are actually showing up now in the top of search engines and stuff like that. We actually have Podbean followers. Wow. Uh, like other other shows are now following us. So my God, we actually have to do some work on that website. Wow! So does that mean we may actually have new listeners? We might episode? have new listeners. So welcome, wow, welcome wow. to twenty fourteen. And look, and look who's in in this one. Now oh, I'm going to have to. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Hey, wait a second, I just got this and message. Hey, they canceled us. Oh. <laughs> We're paying account to them, and they canceled us. That, thanks, BMX. You're welcome. Yeah, so... Um, I do my best. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty thrilled about this, because it's like the first time we've ever gotten anything from that, so... Uh, um, yeah, 2014 should be good. Now I'll probably have to start wearing pants to uh, these these recordings. Oh, my God. All right, anyway. So... Moving on, episode 94 is nigh. We're going to actually uh, go back to the world of wrestling. Yeah, and we're the WWE Network that's coming out on uh, yeah. And WrestleMania coming up. Yep. We're going to be talking about the best and, of course, the worst tag teams and stables <laughs> um, in wrestling history. Now, by wrestling history, we're pretty much talking the 80s and on. Yeah. You know, if you want to bring up some of the tag te- the great tag teams of the 70s, feel free. But, you know, yeah, Baron Von Raschke can only, you know, get you so far. And 
Crusher. Watch, watch, watching Fritz von Erich or, you know, the Gagne brothers no, or something. No, it was Eric von Erich. Eric von Erich. So uh, we want to hear what you have to say. If you got anything to uh, give us, you can email us at yahoo at uh, geeks out, geeks out at yahoo.com. You sure? Yeah. 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 Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Geeks Out Radio. Like our Facebook page, please. Uh, you can also check out our archive. Yeah, I'm here listening to the dog sneeze now. Oh, he's just yakking up a bone. He's got it out. Um, you can also check out our archive at iTunes and at the Stitcher. At Stitcher. Mm-hmm. So and uh, Stitcher is really proving valuable to me now. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I love Stitcher. It's great. Lots of good stuff on there. Um, and by the way, we are essentially six episodes away from episode one hundred. Yeah. We need to get some ideas, and trust me, I will not. I will not fail to be really mean if they're terrible ideas. But um, yeah, we're looking for ideas for episode one hundred. How about we get an ether cloth, knock Andy out, take put, take all his clothes off. Put him in the police station and film the whole process. That's a good idea. That's how we got my dad to quit drinking. There we go. <laughs> you have to do like a best of. I, I could come know. up with that. No, that, that, would be a, that would be a 90. No, episode 99, I think, will end up being our, like, our epic glitch. Player. What? Like they didn't cheers, rent a harp player. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think episode 99 will end up being our, our, our best of clip show. Okay. But it, we'll, we'll play clips from other shows where they remember things, like the Jeffersons when uh, George and Weezy are tied up. Do you remember that time that we did this and they just go back to another episode? Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Rebecca, thank you for joining us. <laughs> B-Mix, thank you for joining us. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to everybody later. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. Go forth and be hurtful. We will talk to you soon. songs of 1980. Do you feel the love? I think you do. Make out songs of 89. I love the 80s.